Shields up, Ironbreakers. We're kind of here coming at you with another episode of the Cons Cast. We've had a lot of Souls likes come out this year, and I'm here to talk about some of those with Ratatoskr. How you doing, Ratatoskr? Hey, Rurikon. Thank you for having me again. Always a pleasure to be here. Love chatting with you. And I, uh, like I mentioned before we started, I noticed that you did another podcast exactly about this topic. And I would like to point out, I did not watch that podcast on purpose so that our debate would be uh, perfectly neutral. It's not going to be a debate, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, ju I just like to make it sound more adversarial than it actually is because, you know, some people actually take this stuff a little bit too seriously, which I find completely ridiculous, but whatever. I've noticed. Yeah, people, people like to really get involved in this, like it's a war. And one of the things that I've, um, that I've noticed recently, actually you posted this on Twitter, which I thought was, uh, was interesting, the whole thing about how apparently someone was getting paid. I forget who it was. It was the, the last Twitter post that you did like yesterday or something. Yeah. Where you were talking yeah, so what about it was, go, go ahead. What it was is, uh, so I did the podcast with Zion Storm, and he's a, he's also a Souls YouTuber, and he 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 likes Lords of the Fallen, and I liked uh, Lies of P, and he, um, so someone in the so I brought him on so we could talk about it and you know discuss, and I made a big show of it on the thumbnail like we were gonna debate, but it was just a conversation. Uh, but in the in the comment, the first comment that the guy said was like, uh, echo uh, echo chamber of the podcast. Which was weird because, you know, he likes the game and I don't like the game. And we had we had pretty, you know, polar opposite views on it. So it's like the opposite of an echo chamber. And then when that was pointed out to him in the com like in the comments, he changed his tune to say, uh, yeah, no, he was paid off. You know, he has that yeah, opinion because he's Zio paid off. Storm, Zio Storm was paid off to, to like Lords of the Fallen. That That's what yeah. he was implying. Like, the reason I brought this up is particularly because this is a topic that annoys the crap out of me because whenever one of us, and when I say one of us, I mean one of the, one of the content creators expresses positive views towards a game where that is not the, let's say, accepted uh, opinion where, you know, usually an opinion forms on most titles whether or not a game is good or not. Whenever somebody expresses an opinion that is slightly different from what the community expects, people are like, ah, this guy was paid off. It makes me wonder if people understand that it is actually illegal if you are getting paid and not disclosing it and you mm -hmm. can lose your YouTube channel, therefore losing, I would assume for, for a lot of us, a substantial portion of your income. Uh, you can, you know, effectively get even fined by the government, I would assume. I'm not exactly sure how this even works because I don't even consider not disclosing if I've ever, get, if I've ever gotten paid or sponsored to do something. And it makes me wonder: Do people just not understand that this happens? Do they just you even think have that to we're disclose like, if you get a, a key. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the any, interesting. Any, any amount of yeah. Go ahead. Here's the interesting thing: So mainstream media does not disclose that they get keys a lot of the times. I know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it makes me very upset. Why? Why rules for us, but not for them? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hilarious because people apparently are more suspicious of content creators when usually we do much more disclosure. Like in every single video that I've ever received the key, I always mention it in the video. You know, sometimes if I'm doing like, for instance, in Monster Hunter, if I'm doing like a hundred streams. At the start mm -hmm. of every stream, I'm not going to go like, hey, I got to go like, I'll say it on my review and then I'll put it in the description every single time so that people are aware, hey, I did get a code for this, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And it's like, I noticed that a lot of mainstream media publications just don't do that. 
Like it doesn't no. matter. And then people get this idea. Oh, mainstream publications are completely unbiased. Whereas content creators are clearly biased. You know what? It, 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 I don't know how you feel about this, but I have a similar thought towards another uh, practice. So I noticed a while ago that, you know, a company like from software will upload a, a trailer and it's a trailer for their game. And then, you know, all of the big pub, uh, gaming publications, IGN and, and the like, will take the exact same trailer unedited with no oh, yeah. nothing and just upload it to their to their YouTube channels, their YouTube channels. So they're 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 literally the same as us. Um, and everyone seems OK with it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure from software would, wouldn't do anything if I did the same thing. Uh, if if yeah. I just took if I took the trailer, nobody because you're just you're promoting the trailer. You're you're helping them achieve more reach. So the company doesn't care. They would totally allow that. Um, but if I did that, it's like it has a negative connotation. It's not accepted. Yeah, it's not acceptable for a YouTuber to do that. But if you're a big publication like IGN, all of a sudden it's, it's okay. Perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've always thought that that was some really weird stuff. And we're talking like I've thought about this since the machinima days remember when machinima was still a thing like mm -hmm. back in those days i seem to remember wait a minute these guys are just like blatantly re-uploading these trailers <laughs> there's no commentary there's no transformative value what they're just re-uploading the stuff and it's fine and they <laughs> re-upload movie trailers re-upload video game trailers and it's perfectly fine nobody cares if we were to try to do that, everybody would land on top of us with a ton of bricks. Like, what's yeah. going on? It, it's, it's also um, okay. Ahead. So, did you did you notice? Um, I noticed like not all publications are are all that bad, but I did notice. See, the thing is, I I wasn't paying attention to media landscape before I became a content creator. You know, and. Even after the, I've been slow to like pay attention to what's happening on Twitter. I've, I've been slow to, to expand my, my vision and stuff like this. Um, and so I, I noticed around this year that, uh, especially Kotaku just like has the thing out for very specific games, like, uh, tears of the kingdom came out and there were like two or three articles that I thought were just outrageous, uh, about tears of the Kingdom. They did the same thing to, to final fantasy 16, like when they don't like a game, They'll they'll go out of their way to even if the like the article isn't negative, it'll be snide. Do you, did you see any of the ones that I'm that I'm referring to? Uh, I remember some of the Tears of the Kingdom stuff. I remember them even straight up, uh, you know, reporting on leaks and them mm -hmm. saying it's on purpose because we didn't get a code or something like that. I don't know. I remember it was there was some really <laughs> weird stuff going on around the, those times. And I thought it was weird as hell, and I would even argue a little bit unprofessional, but, you know, whatever. Nowadays, the, the line between content creators and traditional media is a little bit more blurred. It's blurred. Yeah. Mm. But go ahead. What was the point that you were shooting for? Well, I was just, uh, I was just, I was just expressing dissatisfaction, and I'm just upset. <laughs> because, like, I, I think, like, the worst one, I think the worst one I saw was back before... Uh, before Zelda and any of that, when Metroid Dread came out and Kotaku put up an article, I'm pretty sure this is Kotaku, I hope I'm not miss, like I'm not slandering them. They put out an article talking about how great Metroid Dread runs on emulator. On emulation, <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. that. And I'm just like, bro, like this isn't even like, this isn't even a franchise that sells 10 million units per, per thing. Like this isn't a huge thing. Like the Metroid people were not guaranteed to get, uh, 
the the sales that they got like they, they're always worried that they're not getting enough sales and that their franchise is going to die like the metroid people are particularly um frightful and you're over here like why why can't you at least wait till release or something before you before that and then, and then they're they're surprised that like oh Nintendo doesn't want to work with us. This yeah, is they don't want to a... give us Tears of the Kingdom code. Yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> weird. Why would they do this? <laughs> it's it's a strange thing because um, you know there's there's this notion that apparently there are reviews out there that are completely let's say unbiased, right? And mm. for some reason, for a majority of of the the viewer base. And by the way, when I'm saying this. I want to make it perfectly clear to people watching my content and Ratatoskr's content. I'm not specifically targeting any one of you, but trust me, both of us read the entirety of our comment sections. And there's still mm -hmm. this notion, um, at least I would assume on your end, probably as well. There's still this notion that like, you know, in order to, to be a reviewer, you have to be someone who is completely unbiased. And this is something that bothers me a lot because like nobody's unbiased. It just doesn't mm -hmm. happen. You, you're crazy. If you think that somebody is a perfectly unbiased reviewer, you are living in la la land, my guy. I can sell you a bridge on the moon if that's what you believe in, <laughs> because it's like it doesn't happen. Nobody's completely unbiased. Everyone is biased towards something. The important thing is knowing what that person is biased towards. Yeah, it's good if you if you have a body of work and like the way that yeah. I recommend people view my reviews uh, and everybody's reviews really is if you like a channel and they get a lot of they have this a lot of the same opinions than you do then you're probably in the same taste cluster because tastes cluster you know um and so you're probably close to that person in the same taste cluster so so if you're looking for an opinion find the people that kind of share your opinions on 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 in their history they you know we're youtubers our history is right there you can yeah. see all of our opinions about all the games that came out you can see if we if our opinions match up and then you can use that as a predictive um, tool to see if if our opinions will match up in the future. Uh, and, and not just it, and not just that, but to determine the value of what you the value that you have for our opinion on a specific topic. Like for instance, mm -hmm. if all of a sudden I put out a review on I don't know City Skyline, people look at it and it's like, well, this doesn't have that much value for me probably because he has no idea what he's doing in that game. <laughs> or maybe somebody else would be like, actually, this has a lot of value for me because I like the same stuff he does. So there's a potential that if he doesn't like this, maybe I won't like it either. You know, that there's, they can also determine the value that they give to the, the opinion of that content creator based around their knowledge of them, which is what I find more important than necessarily, Oh, I need to find the, the one unbiased review that doesn't exist, by the way. I don't know if you saw, but uh, before my latest podcast, I, I put out a video basically oh, yeah, saying- I saw, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah so, so there does seem to be in the community a, a belief or that it's possible to have objective reviews. And I, I don't believe that. I made that clear in the video. Yeah. Um, because once you can have an objective view of, of the facts of a game, you know, like you can you can- you can say things about you can you can talk about the objective things about a video game but at some point you have to use your own judgment because a review especially a numbered review especially if you're the kind of person that puts scores on your review you have to make a judgment call you know you have to use your own personal judgment to to see whether or not you like it you know you have to determine is this is this element good is this element bad that requires personal opinion so, you know, on a fundamental level, I don't think you can have an objective review. But 
even though I put that video out and I tried to be very clear about what I meant, still people in the comment sections didn't, there, there were people in that video's comment sections that don't agree with me. And they would, there, there's, there seems to be like, I don't think it's that many, but there's a, a sizable number of people that, that even after it's explained to them, believe that objective reviews are possible, that it's possible to have a, a so there, there's some kind of philosophy no. uh, around it. And I don't agree, but, but I, I, I was actually kind of shook that there was a, as many comments as I saw that still didn't agree that objectivity it's, was, was impossible. Yeah. It's, it, it's like the whole thing about a review is at one point, it's just based on the opinion of the person reviewing it and mm -hmm. your, how much value you get out of a review is based around how much you trust and how much do you believe this, this person to have the expertise required. Like for instance, if I say this combat feels floaty or this combat feels like this, you will need to be aware, okay, so Rurikon's played uh, a bunch of Monster Hunter games, played a bunch of Souls games. What exactly does he mean when he says that this is floaty? And then, you know, I also need to go further in depth and say, okay, it's floaty because of this. It feels mm -hmm. clunky because of this. And that is how people can get to a point where it's like, okay, I understand where he's coming from. And that's the important part because if somebody just says, oh, combat's floaty and clunky, the hell does that mean? Doesn't no, you mean need a anything. reference. Yeah, you, you need you... context. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, I think I think in your review for Lords of the Fallen, or, or in your discussions of Lords of the Fallen, you called that combat floaty. Was that is that right? Um, at the beginning, yes, I said there's an adaptation period wherein the combat feels much more floaty until you get properly acclimated to it. Right. So, uh, w when you're doing this in a review style, it like like you said, it's helpful if you're comparing it to something else. So it's like, okay, this is floaty as opposed, and then you make an example that that maybe yeah. the audience knows. Uh, so let's say, uh, you know, Dark Souls was this way, and this is this way. That's why you know. A lot of people in my comment to, to my Lords of the Fallen video were talking about how uh, you need to let this game be what it is. Stop comparing it to Dark Souls. Okay, but look, I'm comparing it to Dark Souls. <laughs> awesome. I'm, comp I'm comparing it to Dark Souls because it's what I, I my my audience has a, is a big Dark Souls audience. So I'm hoping yeah. that they're able to to use that information to understand what I'm saying. I'm comparing it to Dark Souls so that they have they have a point of reference. I can't not do that. Yeah, it's like you can compare it and at the same time also say, yes, it's different in these aspects because it's trying to do its own thing, but here's the things where I like and here's the things that I don't like when compared to this other frame of reference that we have. As a matter of fact, a lot of people always bring up the uh, Lords of the Fallen versus Lies of P thing, which is right. something that we're going to get into, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But whenever they talked about that, I basically just said, look, do you like Sekiro and Bloodborne more? You probably will enjoy Lies of P more. Do you like demon souls and dark souls more you'll probably enjoy lords of the fallen more it's kind of like right. the vibe that i took to it that's the way that i would interpret it i do have one more comment about the, the review thing because there is one aspect where you and me differ very much in that video of yours and that mm -hmm. is finishing the video game the finish it, yeah okay i i don't uh, here's the the interesting thing i think that you can you can have a an opinion piece on a game before you finish it i do that all the time but I don't like when somebody calls that a review. That's the biggest criticism that I have. Mm. It's more of a semantic okay, thing why? than, than anything why? else. Because to me, a review needs to take into account the full experience. At least credits. 
except for near automata that's the first thing that i thought because i was thinking <laughs> in my head about some of the stuff we we're going to talk about and i was like okay let's say for the whole review point one of the things that i want to bring up is you need to at least get the credits and then immediately near automata popped into my head and i was Pop like except head. for near automata <laughs> for near automata that doesn't count <laughs> okay so I don't I don't disagree that the quality of the review goes up by by the longer that you play the game, you know. Um yeah. the thing is like for example Starfield. A lot of people criticized uh you know you can't you can't talk about Starfield negatively because it's such a large game until you put 100 hours into it, you know. Uh that I put that in my in my thing. It's like, man, I don't want to put 100 hours into into the game. Like like if rolling credits isn't enough, you know, you have to actually go into New Game Plus oh, and, so and, wait, and deal they, with it. They said you can't do a review unless you finish the game more than once? Um, so when, when I was talking about Starfield, one of the things that, and I was saying negative things about it, this was before I, I put my review out. Um, mm -hmm. When I was saying negative things about it, one of the things uh, that I was told is that, you know, Starfield being the kind of game that it is, it's not enough if you just main, beeline the main story. If if you want to have a proper experience with it, and you want to have a uh, a right to criticize it, you need to go around and do all of the other main quests. You need to go all uh, of them, and, and not all the quests, all the main you know faction quests. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's what I was asking. All of the faction quests. Yeah, all of the action You're quests. crazy. <laughs> uh, you need to experiment around with with all of the mechanics. You need to do the ship building. You need to do the the uh, cargo. Ship building, links. I kind of agree with. You should do some ship building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is a lot. You have to go into New Game Plus and at least beat the New Game Plus content once. At least you know? beat the New Game Plus. No. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, where does this end? Like, like, am I going to have to do something like this for every game? Yes, the quality of the review goes up, but um. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just saying I don't want to. <laughs> like I don't want to yeah, do that. See that <laughs> because that, I, I get it. It's like the. It's just again. It's if one I'm not of those having things. fun. I'm not having fun. Like I yeah. don't. I don't want to do it. But but and that's it, that's where I'm getting at. I don't disagree that you can put out a video and about an opinion piece. I just don't like it being called a review. Is all I'm saying. A review. You, you, but at you, the end you of the day, review to be a higher yeah, standard. Yeah. For some reason, and at this point, I don't even exactly know why it is. But I know that whenever I think of the term review, the first thing, specifically in the context of video game review and content creation, I don't remember exactly why, but the first thing that comes to mind is John Bain. Total Biscuit. And I okay. remember like him having super high standards for every piece of content that he produced. And I was like, no, if I'm putting out a review, I need to at least have seen credits. Anything other than that is like, my thoughts on X game after some hours or some other impression. Yeah. Impression, like something like that. Right. That's the, and, and again, I don't remember if he ever said something like that in one of his videos, but I do remember that that's like the first thing that comes to mind is like John Bain. And for some reason, my brain just goes like John Bain would not approve of this. Stop. You can't do this. <laughs> you can't do this. You have to, you have to finish the game. Yeah, exactly. You got <laughs> to finish the game. If you want to call it a review, otherwise do something else. I've even, uh, what because, would JB you know, do? because you know that like, um, it, it, in a, in a lot of ways, it's, it's also about keywords, right? The keyword review is super important to have on titles. So for some games, I'll even do the whole thing of review in progress. 
And I, I can and even when I do that, I'm like, mm, Total Biscuits looking at you kind of sideways, like mm. edging the line. Yeah, <laughs> so you're kind of towing the line there. So, but but yeah, that that's that's just the way that I feel. But at the end of the day, I'm not going gonna go out of my way to be like freaking internet police and being like, no, 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 you can't call it review. It's like I don't care. You call it whatever you want. I don't like it. Is all I'm saying. So specifically for Lords of the Fallen, um, there was a re. I actually didn't want to make that Lords of the Fallen video. I'm happy that I made it, you know, now, now that, that I did. But the, there was a specific which, which one specifically? Your, the review. Your review? The review. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I was just, I usually just ignore things I don't like. You know, if I don't like yeah. something, I'll, I'll just ignore it. And I was going to do that here. But um, at the time, what I was saying was that most of the people that were enjoying, most of the content creators that were Souls people that I knew, um, we're putting out, you know, very positive reviews. Cyrostorm and and Lore Hunter and just pretty much yeah, everybody. I, was, I think Smotown just just put something up. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you real quick, but like I was actually surprised because I remembered uh, I didn't get any of the super like early access that people got like before the you know how we were allowed to to stream it like two weeks ahead of release, give or take. We were allowed. I didn't to, get any access. Yeah. Yeah, but but there was a time that we were allowed to, I believe, live stream. No, it was not two weeks. It was one week ahead of release. We were allowed to to live stream the the first four bosses or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I was given access to that. But even before that, there were people that were given access to the game, uh, and they were able to put out uh, review pieces and whatnot. And very much like you, I saw like tremendously positive uh, feedback from those mm-hmm. sessions. Which I was kind of surprised because I expected there to be at least some amount of, uh, you know, floatiness and even jank to the game. I expected this from the beginning because I played the original. I did a full Let's Play series on that and all of that stuff. So I kind of expected that this one was going to have something similar, especially with it being like Unreal Engine 5, which I've also expected that engine in general to just be a little bit janky. And so... I was very surprised with those with those things. And then when I got to play it, you know, if you go and you watch that stream, which is, I don't know, seven hours, give or take, I die a bunch of times. I crash the game a bunch of times. And I'm just, it was not, <laughs> it was not the best uh, first experience. Let's put it like that. And oh, and by the way, at the end of that stream, my save file got corrupted and I lost all of that progress. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> yeah. a, serious, that's a serious glitch. <laughs> yeah, so like, and, and it was during, the funny thing is you even see that last crash in the stream because like, I'm about to finish the stream and I alt tab out of the game to go hit the end stream button on the YouTube side of things. And my computer just freezes up. Now I have a two computer setup, So the streaming computer is completely isolated. No problem. The stream is still going, but you can see that like everything's frozen up and you can hear like that repeating sound when your computer blue screens. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you have that in the stream as I'm trying to close the stream and I'm like rebooting my computer and to, in order to be able to close the stream. Because I have the, the way that I stream is weird, but like on the computer that I play games on, that's also where I have the streaming preview and all that stuff from the YouTube side of things. And so oh, eventually, I, and the, yeah. And so eventually I finish the stream. And then when I boot up the game again, because I just wanted to see what state my character was in, it's like corrupted save. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so I lost all of that progress. <laughs> and, and it was a really funny section of the game too, because I started as that deprived character who starts with a bucket, 
which is probably yes. why the game was so friggin' hard for me at the start. But it was whatever. I was I was having fun with it, right? So I lose that, and then eventually I have to replay the whole game up until that point again. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a strange first impressions for me and then i see like all those super positive videos and i was like there's a little bit of a disconnect there for me as well which is why it right. took me you know before i put out my stuff i was like okay i really need to dive deeper and figure out what is going on with the combat system and at a certain point the combat system just kind of clicked and i was just super super comfortable with it and then things improved significantly so for me um i didn't get to play until release uh, I played it at release, um, streamed streamed my playthrough, uh, the early bits of my play playthrough, and I was super excited about it because everybody and their mother was talking about uh, Lords of the Fallen with their with with the highest praise. Like they were, it wasn't even just the content creators; it's some souls people that I know on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, like everybody's like, "Oh, it's like playing Dark Souls one again." You know, it's like it's Whoa. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some really high praise uh, going on for it. Yeah, that um, is high praise, like playing Dark Souls 1 again. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> no. And so I was super excited because I, I thought the the armor looked nice. I thought some of the architecture that I had seen looked nice. It looked, okay, I'm, I'm all for it. The medieval fantasy, I'm, I'm more of a medieval fantasy guy than I am Eliza P. You know, um, it's not gothic, but it's a, whatever, whatever the style that happens yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, Victorian, uh, England, whatever. Yeah. Um. And so actually I hadn't played Liza P either. Uh, and I was, I was, I didn't want to play Liza P. I was like, I don't like souls. Like, I know, I know what I like. I can tell it looks like a bloodborne knockoff, you know? And so I was very anti Liza P and I was very pro Lords of the Fallen. Interesting. Um, and so somebody, uh, from, I, I kept, I kept saying that, uh, to my chat while I was streaming and someone's like, I will pay, I will buy you the game. <laughs> like I will, Liza I will P? send you a, yeah, I'll buy you Liza P if you, if you played and stream That's it. That's good. And I'm like, okay, fine, but I'm just going to complain, not like it, and, and you'll have wasted your money, but but fine, we'll, we'll do that. And then I ended up loving it. Like, I ended up lo loving Lies of P. Do you know, just just real quick, do you know if when you played Lies of P, they had done their first patch? Or was yeah, it, it, was, it was after, the, it was after they the made nerfs. everything easier. Yeah, it was after, after okay. everything was easier. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that explains a lot, because let me tell you, before that, mm, yeah, it was some rough times. <laughs> As someone who killed the final boss twice before mm -hmm. that nerf, I mean, I'm actually not the actual final boss like the dude before, the the, the big boy. Yeah, that yeah. was annoying as hell, dude. I I got stuck a lot, uh, even even yeah. post nerf. Like I, I mentioned this in my review, like you, this is not an easy like even even if you're a souls player, even if you solo everything, even if you don't use summons, even if you do a melee character and you don't use magic, even if you're that guy. You're that guy. I'm that guy. Uh, you're still going to have a hard time with this. This game's not easy. I got stuck on the Scrap Watchman for at least an hour. I got stuck on the Archbishop for two. Um, Listen, I got so stuck on the Archbishop, I made a new character. I was this close, bro. I was this close <laughs> to doing the same thing. I was like, it's a stupid fire dagger. That's what's happening. A stupid fire dagger doesn't do enough damage. That's what's going on here. <laughs> I need a strength build. I need something. That's what I here. did. I just went and I got a strength build and I beat his ass. <laughs> um, but, uh, but okay. So, so, so just so, real, real quick to establish a timeline and, and actually before yeah. we even get there, um, just a, a, a more general question. 
when did you start playing souls games and which one was your first i don't know demon if you... souls on release okay okay so you're so you're an og very well okay yeah keep going uh so lords of the fallen uh oh yeah one, one more thing did you play yeah. lies of pure lords of the fallen first i played lies of p first okay all right so uh Lords of the Fallen, I'm really hyped for it. Uh, I haven't even I hadn't even finished Lies of P when I when I had started Lords of the Fallen. I was like, you know, I really am enjoying this. I, I've 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 gotten over the hurdle of figuring out, you know, the combat more. I've got I've beaten the Archbishop. More of the game's options have have you know opened to me. I can respect mm -hmm. my character now. Uh, I'm getting I, I'm, I've got an understanding of the tempo to attacks now, which which took me a long time to figure out how to parry them properly and you know get the two dodges because you would. The dodge is so weak early on in Lies no, of P, no, like listen, that one. The dodge is garbage even after you get all of the dodge upgrades, and I'll hear no other opinion on it. It is still garbage. And I find it interesting because I have people asking me, uh, not asking me, telling me in the comment sections basically, oh yeah, the dodge is bad because you never upgraded it, bro. That That's why you should upgrade the dodge. It's perfectly fine. It's like, listen, just because you can use a dodge to invincibility frame doesn't make it good, Okay. I can invincibility frame the bosses just fine. That dodge is still ass. It's very short. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen size such a short dodge in any of the in any of these Souls games. I've never seen such a short range. Dodge. Size matters, guys. It do. It do. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, Lord of the Fallen comes out, and I want uh, you know I want to like it. I come in with with a very positive you know feeling, whereas in Liza P, I came in with a very negative feeling. I didn't think I was yeah. going to like that. Uh, and so I ended up not liking it and I felt compelled to make a video because like, look, it's good because to have opposing opinions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's good to have opposing opinions. Like you have all of these souls, YouTubers, all of these souls, YouTubers that did like it, you know, and I, these are people whose, whose opinions I generally respect. And if I didn't like that, um, and I've, and I've been hyping it up on my chats and in, in, uh, conversations. I should, I should give my honest thoughts, but I'm not going to play it for 50 hours. Like I, <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I'm, I got to the point where I couldn't tolerate no more. And so I was like, I need, I need to what make was a, that point. Uh, I got, it's probably like what really frustrated me was the fire area. You know, the fire area. Call with Rath, the, lower call. Yeah. Call Rath. Yeah. That was probably it. Uh, I was tired of looking at that environment and the tunnels underneath Kalrath, like all of that just, just annoying me. So many archers and exploding and fire. And so I, I was browsing through Reddit and I saw on Reddit, somebody asked, does, does anybody else at the end game just run past enemies? Uh, like, <laughs> and so like, and so these are people that are in the Lords of the Fallen subreddit. These people like the game, unlike me. Yeah. And so I go and look first comments, like I've run past everything. I don't, I don't, I don't, do, most upvoted comment. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm not going to deal with all of the, all of the missiles and the three and five melee things that they throw at you at once behind every corner, behind everything. No, I'm not doing it. I run past everything now, to, when, now that I'm at the end game. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to be dealing with this stuff all the way from where I am, all the way to the end game, like, I just don't want to do it. Like, I just don't want to, See, uh, but I do want to, I do want to give my opinions yeah. uh, as they are. See, so here's here's where I'm coming from when it comes to this game is I don't really think that you need to run past everything. Um, the the big problem there is that when you go into Umbral, you need to have an exit strategy. 
You need to have mm-hmm. an idea. Sometimes you can't have an idea because you look around and you can't find the the exit points. And you're like, well, I have to take a plunge and I have to take a chance. And in those situations, you know, you go in and you hope for the best. But a lot of times it is possible for you to have an exit strategy. So you go umbral, you do whatever you got to do there, and then you come back out. Because once you go umbral and stuff starts spawning, one of the biggest issues in the game, and this is actually something that they're already addressing in a patch, uh, mm-hmm. is the leash. Mobs don't leash. In most Souls-likes, mobs will leash. Or you run past them, they leash back to their position. In what this game... <clears throat> So this is more of an MMO term. You're pro- I don't know if you're much of an MMO person, but it's like every mob will have the point at which they spawn. And so they're on a leash, basically, I like see. a dog. And if you okay. f- go too far away, they leash back to where they were because like their leash doesn't let them go any further. And in this game, they either have like the loosest leash in the world or they don't <laughs> have a leash at all because they're follow you everywhere, which everywhere. causes which causes a lot of people that are used to in Souls games to just run past stuff. You can't do that as effectively here because eventually if you run into into a dead end, yeah. it, it actually is like, a dead end. You're gonna die. Yeah, you, you have like <laughs> you have like ten things behind you just chasing you. Yeah. Yeah, I experienced that. But the thing was for me. I don't run past things in Souls games, you know, because yeah. there's only like three or four things in a, in a given environment. I kill like like five enemies in a, in a small area, and then I can explore the area and look for clues and, hey, can I jump down there? The message says I can. Maybe I'll give it a try. <laughs> um, but, uh, but in Lords of the Fallen, there's not five enemies in a given area. There's like 10, you know, 12. Yeah, there's, uh, there's uh, a lot of them. There's, uh, there's definitely more than what you would expect. But the thing is, a lot of them are basically father. They'll just yeah. dare to bother you, and then there's one or two guys that are the yes. ones that you got to pay attention to. Yeah, and uh, and and so like, let's say I get past that area, and and I do kill them normally, and I loot the the area, all right, and then I go to the next area, you know, the, uh, and then I I again I kill everything in there. I, I explore like I'm playing Dark Souls. I kill every single one of the zombies, every single one of the ranged enemies. Everything's dead. Uh, and then I go to the third area, and in the third area I die. Okay, I don't want to go through the first two areas again and kill every single thing because I've already cleared it. You know, I've looted everything there, and it would take a lot longer. These enemies have a lot of HP sometimes, even though they're weak. Uh, uh, especially in early game, it took me it took me a bit before I started doing good damage. Yeah. Um, and so I would hit them like three, four times uh, uh, as a normal zombie before it dies. And so I would run past them because I didn't want to I didn't want to do the first two areas again. And then I get to the third area and I'm like, all right, now I'll clear the third area. But the enemies from the first two areas chased they're me st- there. They're still coming. They're still there. So I was like, well, this is bullshit. I don't- <laughs> you just want to skip to that third area. It's, it's one of yeah. the things uh, about this game that I feel I'm not sure if they don't do necessarily the best job at maybe teaching you how and when to use those uh seed beds mm. you know what those mm. are the ones that yeah. give you like temporary checkpoints because yeah. when i first started i was always like oh i'm gonna save all of these seed beds and so i'd be killing bosses over and over and over and i'd be like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna have like 50 seed beds and i have all of these <laughs> checkpoints and it's like no the bosses just stop giving you seed beds once you have five of them oh my god so the maximum you can stack is five so it's like their whole point is use them because whenever you kill a boss 
you know, we're going to give you another one. You kill a boss, yeah. we give you another one. Every single time, they give you another seed bed. And on top of it, you can just buy them infinitely right. on the on the Umbral guy at, uh, at Skyrest. So it's more one of those situations if you're measuring how far away am I from the vestige? Yeah, Is it I worth see. it for me to place one of these down? Because to give you an idea, in the last area of the game, I was like, I don't even care. Because that, that area was like so... All of these things that you're complaining about, yeah. times 10 in the final area <laughs> of the game, okay? And I'm not even exaggerating. It's like everything you're complaining about times 10 in the cheapest ways imaginable. So every single time I would see a flower bed in the final zone, if it was like, I don't know, more than two minutes walk from the yeah. previous place that I was in, I'm putting another one down. I don't I'm putting care. that sucker down. Yeah, I would I'll just like, I'd, be, I'd be putting them down everywhere because like I'm not losing an inch of progress <laughs> in this hellscape. Now that I know that level, because I've done it like three times by now, now that I know that level, it's not as scary. I know exactly where I need to put the flower beds. I actually only use one flower bed in there. It's whatever. But before you know, they expect you to use that stuff much more often than I think most of us do. And that's I was what, hesitant to use them up. Yeah. See, that's the thing. And that's what makes the game so hard to tolerate. And that's what makes people like really be frustrated with the amount of mobs that are chasing you down because you're not using the seedbed system where if you use it properly, I would argue some of those things go away. Not all of them, because there's still some situations that are a little bit nonsense. But, you know, most of the time, I don't really have a huge issue with it. I've kind of memorized the places where I want to use seedbeds. And so mm -hmm. I just know, okay, when I get here, put down a seed bed. When I get there, put down a seed bed because I know there's a high chance of me dying between here and the next checkpoint. So you mentioned the patch that the developers are doing and like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the patch, like it, it does the leash thing that you were talking about, but it yes. also, it, so it reduces the aggro range and it also, um, I, is it true that the enemy density is being impacted? They're nerfing the, how, how many enemies uh, are in an area? I've heard something about that. I haven't been following the patches too closely because the thing is they've been patching the game uh, even harder than NVIDIA releases new drivers, which makes it kind of hard <laughs> to follow. So yeah. they, they've been patching the game a lot, which in a way is a good thing because it shows that the team is dedicated to fixing a lot of the problems that the game has. But in another way, it does make it hard to keep track of what is happening. And I, I even think that some of the patches might have broken some of my quest lines on 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 some of my characters. Because, <laughs> you know, you have these quest lines with NPCs and whatnot, and the way that they're patching stuff so aggressively, I'm not sure if some of the stuff got broken along the way, but whatever. It's neither here nor there. But um, so I think that what they're doing is they're reducing mob density in New Game. And then mm -hmm. a little bit, uh, you'll have higher mob density in New Game Plus, and then so on. The further you go in, they go back to what their original design was. So that by the time you get to New Game Plus 3 is when you get to the actual intended difficulty that they wanted from this. Not difficulty, but the intended mob density that they wanted from the start. Another thing that happens in New Game Plus 2, by the way, is you don't have uh, as, much, as many vestiges. Like their design was you straight up don't have static vestiges in New Game Plus, apart from the right. main hub one. Right. But they're changing that as well. So, as a matter of fact, I think they might have already changed it, because, again, patches have been very, very fast-paced. But basically, in New Game Plus, in New Game Plus right now, they're, they're removing some of the static vestiges, and then in New Game Plus 2, they remove a couple more, and then in Plus 3, it's just Skyrest and one more, uh, which see. is the Shrine of a Deer. 
I see. Okay, well, see, so they're making I'm, the I'm game progressively about, harder. I'm conflicted <clears throat> about that. Um, well, it's good that it, uh, that it, they do put it back to to where what they wanted originally, mm -hmm. but um, I'm not sure I like the normalizing developers um, changing their game in fundamental ways because of whiny bitches like me. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, Miyazaki would never. You know, if I if I if I was complaining about Miyazaki's design, uh, he, he. I mean, they like, did he, they did nerf the Gundam angels in the Ringed City. Yes, but I mean that's not the same as like taking away, uh, uh, you know, adding bonfires after people complained. Uh, it, I mean that's a fundamental change that they they wanted to have no bonfire. I, I remember talking to Zyrostorm about this, and he told me that he talked to the developers. And they said that they were thinking about just having the no vestiges um, everywhere, like from new game, starting a new game, and you just wouldn't have any vestiges, and you would only have the seed beds, and you'd have to uh, you'd have to walk everywhere. So, so they were trying to. It seems to me like they were trying to recreate um, the feeling of having no warp point in Dark Souls One. So I don't think it worked out. Like I, I do think it's a good idea. I'm also not sure I want them like like. Uh, reacting that way if if that was their vision and that's what they wanted to do uh you know if it's their own idea fine but if it was because a lot of people complained i don't yeah, know I'm not, I'm not comfortable. it is a weird it is a weird situation there are some things where i, I think they've also changed this recently because i saw a video about it i haven't paid too much attention but it is something that i complained about as well at the beginning which is you can't send back elevators that I think you is can't? just it's no you can't. I mean at least at the beginning you couldn't. I believe that mm. now you might be able to. Uh but that was just something that to me is is a no-brainer like you should be able to send back elevators. That shouldn't even be a, a point of discussion because in a lot of situations you're going back, you know, you're backtracking because of the boss and there's an elevator in the way, so you take the elevator down, you can't send it back up and then you have to, you know, if you're making the run back again, you have to press the lever wait for the elevator to come back up and then get in the elevator, <laughs> go back down and repeat this over and over. And it, that to that's me is a no brainer. <clears throat> yeah. You should just be able to send back elevators. The, and I, and See, I think this is why, this is why lies of P is the superior game because in lies of P, the elevator goes back. back no, not even that. It, it, it goes oh, yeah, to just, wherever you are. It just gets are. reset, right? Yeah. It goes to wherever, wherever it is that you are. That's where the elevator is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember that in lies of P that wasn't a problem, but, um, but yeah, you know, so things like that, I think it's a very easy thing to, that, I, yeah, you, you should definitely change that. Like, why wouldn't you change that? Because it just makes everything uh, not necessarily easier for the player, but just more convenient in the way that we're navigating a level. And it just makes sense. But some things like what you've said, which is, you know, their fundamental design of we don't want vestiges in New Game Plus, you know, in a way, as someone that's playing through the game and I'm, you know, I'm trying to see how many trophies I can I can get because I've... For some strange reason, like, I think it's because I'm playing with a friend and we we both played through Lies of P and we're both playing through Lords of the Fallen and that kind of awakens a little bit, not necessarily competitiveness, but almost right. like a camaraderie, like, hey, let's, let's actually push and see how much we can get. I still don't know if I'm going to go for the Platinum on this one because collecting every piece of armor and every single weapon is, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a lot. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of those things. And as someone that's trying to do that, having no vestiges in New Game Plus sounds like a hassle. And, uh, you know, having vestiges there sounds way better. 
because particularly for certain quests, right? You have an NPC that moves from here to here. Now what? Now I'm going to have to run across yeah. half of the game to get back to this NPC. Like that's yeah. annoying. Uh, so, you know, there's situations like that. But if their design was no vestiges, then, you know, I never got to experience that yet. Maybe right. I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But I'm still very much addicted to the game. So maybe I'll get there eventually. By the way, I've, I uh, occasionally drop by your streams and I saw that you were playing Lords of the Fallen and you have a strength build uh, to, towards now, I've, I guess. At, towards the at, game. This, at this point, I've made three different builds. Okay. So the build that I've first done, uh, probably the one that you saw, is a Radiance Strength Hybrid. So that's kind of like Faith Strength in Souls games. Uh, the mm -hmm. second one that I did, which was not streamed at all, was a pure Pyromancer build. And the third one is pure Faith build. I'm not doing Umbral because I've already seen my friend do Umbral. I know that I don't like it, and Umbral is completely busted. It's the most broken, overpowered thing in this game. It does, it does look strong. It does I'm, look strong. No, no, no. You, you don't understand. If you say it looks strong, you have no idea. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, my friend just straight up deletes bosses. Like, actually, like not even in that sense where, like, oh, I go up to the boss, and I smack him, and I deal so much damage. No, 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 no. My friend, <laughs> like, for instance, you know the Light Reaper? We killed yes. the Light Reaper so fast that the dragon had to go through the, the midpoint cycle of the fight by itself without a rider because the Light Reaper was dead <laughs> before the fight ended. Like, the Light Reaper was dead in front of us, and the dragon was going through its cycle doing the rest of the fight by itself. <laughs> so that was Oh, funny. that's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, the Umbral is completely and absolutely broken. And, and here's the... It's not even about the damage. Umbral literally has just infinite casts. You can just cast forever. You don't have to worry about it. Just cast your most powerful spell nonstop. Why? Because, because Why? There's, a, there's a necklace that says, you know, if you're out of mana, you can just take withered damage and still cast the spell. But because when you hit things, you recover withered you damage. Cover, yeah. So you hit things with your spells and you effectively have infinite mana. Oh, wow, that's strong as and hell. Then, and then on top of it, because I'm playing a Radiance build, I do AoE healing. So even when he misses his spells, it doesn't matter because he just regenerates super fast because of my aura. <laughs> so it, it just doesn't matter. We just destroy the game. It's disgusting. <laughs> How is the co-op now? I, I heard it was uh, very rough on release. The co-op is, co is still very rough. It's always been rough. Um, the, the thing about it is, it, it's, it's like, look, I've been playing video games since the late 80s throughout the 90s and there was a point in my life just just to give you an example uh there's one of one of the series that I really liked up until Sony kind of like killed that studio is Wipeout. And so you know what Wipeout is, right? The anti-gravity uh I think know? so. Yeah, okay. So it's these anti-gravity ships and you race them around tracks and whatnot, right? So I bought Wipeout uh, one of the, one of the wipeouts, I think it was 2097 or whatever it was called. I bought that wipeout and the computer that I had, the graphics card it had, it was called an S3 Verge. Okay. <laughs> you have no, nobody will have any idea what the hell that is. Let's just say it was not a very good graphics card. So it didn't support that game, but I was able to get it running. <laughs> and so the problem was. If you install a certain set of drivers, 
you would be able to render the track, but not the ships. So the ships would just be like black, no textures. Uh-huh. If you installed a different driver, you would be able to render the ships, but not the track. So <laughs> okay. what, I'm, what I'm saying with this, I still play the crap out of that game. Sometimes I would play having the track on. Sometimes I would play having the ships on. And I love yeah. that game. I love Wipeout. So I play the crap out of that game still. So what I'm saying is I have a very high tolerance for bullshit. Right. Yeah. So when when you're telling me that the biggest inconvenience when it comes to this is like, uh, y- you know, there's latency. Okay. So, so. <laughs> you t- you talk you're talking to somebody that like you know I'll I'll report it on my review and as a matter of fact like I made this whole video about the multiplayer where I explained listen this the biggest thing they got to fix is the latency latency is a huge problem I recognize that but I'm still gonna play it if I think it's fun is what I'm getting at. So yeah, I, I find the multiplayer a lot of fun and it's particularly fun if you're playing with a friend. Like if you're playing with randoms, I actually don't think that this game is fun with randoms. The reason why I don't think it's fun with random is because you know how in Souls, you if you're going with random players, you all have a very specific goal in mind. It's like, okay, you summon me here. That means yeah. we're navigating to this boss and we're killing this boss. If yeah. you summon somebody in, in, you know, in Lords of the Fallen, there is no necessary set objective. Like, for instance, I might summon you. I might be at endgame and summon you to the starting area. There's no limits. And then mm-hmm. from there, we can teleport someplace else. And we can go do something completely random where there's no bosses. We can just yeah, be doing a grinding run. I love that. I think that's yeah, that amazing. Was good. That was interesting. But it's not, I, it's not particularly good for playing with randoms because you're like, I don't know what they want to do. But right. it's fantastic if you're playing with friends. You know, what impresses me about From Software's... Okay, so everybody criticizes From Software's netcode. You know, they're like, oh, terrible netcode. The, 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 the online, especially with PvP, like I'm someone that yeah. enjoys invasions. Uh, they're like, oh, they got to fix their netcode. But then I see something like Lords of the Fallen, and I get really impressed with, with uh, Dark Souls because <laughs> I'm like, no one's topped that. Like, like, yeah, okay, fine. I agree with you. The netcode's bad, whatever. But like, show me who did it better. Like, Listen, did invasions better than, than, than they did? I haven't from, seen it. From software's netcode might as well be the gold standard when compared to <laughs> Lords of the Fallen. Like, for instance, here's the... Th- I don't know if you've done any PvP in Lords of the Fallen. I have, yeah. So, you know the, the first boss, right? Pieta? She has those two yes. summons. You can get a spell that yeah. does those summons. That's yeah. the PvP. That's it. Yeah. Like, you yeah. summon those things... And you shoot somebody and they die. And that's it. That's, it's, it's all about who's going to fire off the spell first, who's going to get hit by the spell first. And with the latency, yeah. you know, for instance, your, your guests, they don't stand a chance. Like somebody, yeah. in, somebody invades in PvP and with the guest latency, you don't stand a chance. They're just going to put down the Pieta thing. It's going to hit you. It doesn't even matter <laughs> if you're mid-roll. In the middle of your invincibility, it'll still hit you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. So yeah, I don't I don't take PvP too seriously, but uh, me and my friend found out a couple of ways to to deal with that. So it's whatever, and the way we deal with it is we both just fire off that spell. That's it. <laughs> There's just two people firing off the spell against the one person yeah, that's coming in. They're gonna die. It's, it's, it's over. It's over for that guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, in in regards to everything else, because I've seen a lot of complaints when it came to the the rest of the the multiplayer. And I thought that a lot of them were actually unfounded. So like the netcode stuff, I completely agree. They need to fix the latency. They need to fix the problem. 
it's not good because I reported on it and I'm somebody who's playing with somebody who's in, um, who's in Dallas. So there's a significant distance between us. So some latency is to be expected. But people reported on the comments of that video, it's like, hey, I live five minutes away from my friend. It's about the same that you're getting. And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> so there's clearly like hmm. a latency, some type of latency net code. That's the biggest thing that I need to focus on. Other things that I saw people complain about, they're like, oh, the guest doesn't get as many souls as me. Number one, I'm not sure if that's correct. I didn't hardcore test that. But like in terms of bosses, they get the exactly the exact same amount of souls. But hmm. um, the, the situation is also, there's no risk for the guest. You don't lose your souls. You can die as many times as you want. You never lose your souls. The host can lose their souls, but the guest doesn't. So I can, right. I can be with somebody and running around with like 200,000 souls in my character. It doesn't matter. I'm never going to lose them. So there's no risk. Therefore, there needs to be some kind of a penalty that applies. Otherwise, make it so that when the host dies, then the guest drops their vigor as well. And then mm. you can have them have the same vigor. That's my opinion. People have differing opinions on that. I'm like, no, I, I think it's fine. It's not a huge problem. It's never really prevented us because the way we do it, right? is sometimes we play in my world, sometimes we play in his world. And it's whatever. And that was another thing that was brought up, the whole progression thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Doesn't, no. I don't even see how that's a criticism. Even in Souls games, I think the, yeah. the Phantom doesn't get as many souls as the as the host. I, I don't know. I never paid too much attention to that stuff because if I'm doing co-op, I'm not trying to figure out what's the yeah, most efficient Yeah, I'm not farming to... souls, yeah. <laughs> it's I don't care. For. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. I know that even if he levels up more than me, then we go to my world and I level up more than him. So it doesn't matter. But that was another thing, right? Where people talk about the... Um, they talk about how the progression is not shared. Now, that was one thing that I would like to see. Maybe have an option where it's like, hey, look, uh, I want to progress at the same pace as the host because there are decisions that are made and quest lines that advance and the ending that you get and all mm. of that can be influenced um, you know, by the decisions that the host makes. So you know, maybe the guest doesn't want to make those same decisions, which is why I think there should just be an option there. And then you can just have, no, just let us progress, both progress at the same time and finish the game together. And it's whatever. But I guess they're still not confident enough to have that. And there's probably going to be some jankiness to it. So that would be difficult to do. Like, uh, I, I'm not opposed to that. Is. People have been talking, people have been talking about something like that for Souls games forever, since Demon Souls, you know, since in Star Souls 1. Yeah. Um, it seems like it would be difficult to do or, or somebody would have like come up to the bat already and tried it. I think it's difficult. And even in the, the current implementation of the game, I think there's actually certain things that the guests can do that can mess up the host's progression if you oh. make the, if you do something. And it, I think it can even be done maliciously. I, we never did it because we don't want to mess up our, our playthroughs. But we were thinking about scenarios that we've done in the game. Because, for instance, there's one section in the game where the guest can enter and trigger a boss fight and summon the host into that boss fight. And that boss fight has like story implications and progression implications mm, and all of that mm. stuff. And I was like, huh, I didn't expect you to be able to get in here and summon me. That's weird. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and later down the line, we're doing like second playthrough and we're like, oh damn, imagine if you went in there now, you would completely scroll over my quest. That would not be good. So even right now, just with the current system that they have, the guest can still do some stuff that will mess up things for the host. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. But at the end of the day, to me, 
this game does something that I've always asked of Souls games, which is, don't send me away after the boss is dead. Just, just, just let me keep playing let because me, we're, yeah, yeah. because we're just going to summon each other again anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> and the other thing is, there's no nonsense multiplayer items, which is like, look, if if they want to have it that way in, in Souls games, that's fine. I love multiplayer in Souls games, and I've I've done multiple full co-op playthroughs with friends, which are not really full co-op. It's more like, oh, I. I'll go with you towards the boss and then you come with me towards the boss and all that stuff. And then we swap around <laughs> yeah. and, and all of that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I just always wish that there was a way to just let me play the game without me being kicked out of the game. Whenever, you know, whenever we finish doing a thing and it works because like, Hey, both of you die, you both respawn back at the, the, the bonfire equivalent and you go on with your day and it's perfect. It works great. I think it's because I think the reason like I don't think that Souls games wanted to innovate uh that system. Yeah, they didn't much much at all because like the the original purpose was it's supposed to be transient. You know, you're supposed to you see these phantoms and they linger in and yeah. they pop in and they pop out and you know, you get a guy and he helps you and it's like and, and it's... then people tell the story about the car. You you've heard the car story, you know, the Miyazaki car story. Um I've heard right. of it, but I, d I don't remember exactly what it was. But I, I do remember something about a car story. Yeah, oh, somebody helped so, them out with a, with a car. Yeah, accident. somebody helped yeah, them yeah. out with a car. Someone helped out with a car, and each person had to push the other car, and then all the cars got out except for the last person. He and Miyazaki wondered what happened in the last one, and that's the inspiration for the summoning and the transients yeah. and the and the asynchronous multiplayer. And um, and and here's the thing: I think that's perfectly fine, and I'm yeah. not criticizing the way that they're doing it because if that's what they want to do, that's cool. That doesn't stop me from wanting more. Right. That's that's so what I I'm think, getting at. I think that if that's what they wanted, you know, if anything, the lines have been become too blurred. You know, it's not transient enough if that's what you wanted to if it's become less and less transient, you know, we have passwords now. You know, we have yeah. uh we have uh we don't we don't do summon signs. Sometimes sometimes we do password summons. Now now you have uh you know those things that those items in Elden Ring where you can you can use the item and then your summon sign pops up all over the world uh, in in all the different yeah, little yeah, yeah. locations. Yeah, I, I, I know what it is. Those the, so it's the not shrines even, of something. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so so it's not even transient enough for me. Like if it, well, what I think they should do is they should make uh, two different games. <laughs> you know, focus on on this on one type of game and then focus on something else in a different type of game. Because I do want what you're talking about. I do want like. Uh, if we die, we both go back to the checkpoint. You know, we kill a boss, we can keep doing. We 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 do progress. We both do progress, and we have to make a decision. Uh, you know, may, maybe even put a system and, and where see, that's, if I make a decision, we both have to agree to to go yeah. through with it. And see, that's um, I, I I find also that that is one of the big reasons why I want to play Lords of the Fallen as much as I do, because I'm having a good time with my friend. Like we're both playing mm -hmm. the game. And we're just like, you know, trying out different builds and doing different things and discover. Because we didn't look everything up from the get-go. Now we are. Because, you know, yeah. we've done like two, three playthroughs. Now we're actually looking up stuff and how to do quests. But a big portion of our early playthroughs was actually just organic discovery. Like, hey, I found this item over here in this area that we've been through before. Let's go and get it for your character. See if you like it. Hey, let's upgrade this thing. Let's, you know, do a bunch of different stuff. And we we're discovering stuff organically. And that was really fun. And now we're just more in completionist mode where it's like, okay, let's uh, look up what's this quest line like? How do we complete this quest line? Where's this item? Whatever. What item can I put that will make this build more overpowered? Now we're doing that. 
But the main thing is, like, if I was playing by myself, I would have done probably one full playthrough, maybe two. Then I'd probably be done with the game. Because, you know, it's a fun game. I love it. I have a good time with it. But at the same time, there's still a lot of stuff that they need to fix in the game. The game has yeah. a ton of problems, and I bring a lot of those up in, in my review. It's just one of those things that those problems don't bother me enough to the point where I'm like, oh, I don't even want to deal with this. This is terrible. I can't take it anymore. Whereas it seems like they did for you. <laughs> co-op is a big thing. I, I would have co-opted. Like, see, I, I'm like you, that I'm big on co-op. I have, like, a, a friend, specifically, and maybe two friends that I like to, to, to co-op with. And I'll, I'll co-op whatever I can get my greedy hands on so I can, so yeah. I can have an excuse to hang out with them uh, and, and, you know, play together. Uh, so I've always been a big co-op guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a connoisseur when it comes to, like, one or two player co-op like specifically not 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 big you know six player co-op but just one other person or two other people like yeah, that, that that's that's, that's pretty much that's pretty much where i land as well like one two people is perfect co-op yeah and so that's why i like um remnant uh too so much i recently started playing that because uh it's it's it's, it's great. perfect yeah it's perfect it's it's uh, <clears throat> it's even better because i've always kind of hated souls co-op i've always said like I, i've never liked it because the game isn't balanced well with it's co -op. not it's it's never been balanced well it's just you, you know you can have fun with your friend you can run through the level the most balance you'll ever get is if a, is if a powerful invader comes in <laughs> yep. and is now now he's injuring your progress and you and your friend have to deal with it that's the most balance you're ever going to get in that the bosses aren't well designed to deal with two different intelligent people you know the especially the bosses and so something i i've mentioned this before but especially my first playthrough uh i won't i won't use summons or or i won't use other people i won't summon people to, to help me yeah. with the boss and i won't even use the um the things in elden rings the, the ash summons because i what one of the biggest things people like about souls games is dealing with boss patterns you know it's over it's overused but people call it a dance it's it's true that's why it's overused so much because it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's the interplay mm -hmm. between you and the boss you learn the move sets you learn the timing you learn when to attack whatever that doesn't exist to the same degree if i bring a person you know first of all the person if i bring an overpowered person he'll kill the boss on his own and then i don't get anything you know i get no satisfaction from the experience uh even if the if he's a normal sum and uh summon and he does the same amount of work in the boss as I do. He's distracting the boss. I'm not getting that the same... The bosses aren't prepared to deal with having more than one person there. Not, none of them ever really were. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's the same case for Ash Summons. Um, I used some Ash Summons in, in some bosses. Like, not all the time. I would usually avoid using Like that using double Crucible Knight. Yeah, double Crucible Knight. Oh. I just got... I just got the bird. <laughs> like, the, you know that yeah. bird that just flies around? It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead and attack that bird. Because <laughs> yeah. it's because the thing about, for instance, the double crucible knight, it's not I don't even think it's hard. It's just tedious because you're you're basically running around the arena for like, I don't know, half an hour looking for the perfect opening. And then you yeah. exploit the perfect opening and then you just run around a little bit more and then exploit it again, and then run around a little bit more. And it's not even like Smoy and Ornstein where you could clearly you could define their patterns. There was a they, there was a design there was a yeah, design to that. There's a design. Like they, they, there was a they captured lightning in the bottle with Orenstein and Smoke. Like that's yeah. that's the that's the only boss that I've seen them do a really good job of of uh two AIs attacking at the same time and yet still be balanced. Oh, but for instance, I didn't summon for um what's the the fat guy and skinny guy? Godskin the duo. Godsk 
I didn't summon for that or used Ash summons. I beat those bastards. <laughs> I beat them hard. I, I forget how I did it, but uh, not even I was, sleep pots. No, 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 nothing, nothing like straight nothing. up. Just beat them down. I I forget exactly how I did it, but I remember that there was some strategy where I think I I got them both together and just started wailing on both of them at the same time. I was using like a dual big beefy strength build, mm -hmm. and I remember that I was able to do something wherein I was able to kill one before the next one would spawn. And so I was basically fighting one-on-one -on -one until they died. So I was like, yep, this is perfect. <laughs> I also didn't summon for I, that I boss. Prob but I probably when, wouldn't be able to duplicate that now, though. <laughs> I was really lucky. <laughs> I, I, did, I did beat those solo, but I didn't have fun. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I can imagine. that. The, and then I didn't do it again. Fun. Like, uh, I, anytime I get to that part, I'm summoning someone at the... At, like, there's always people there to summon. I'm not doing that shit again. <laughs> I did it one time. That's all you get. I, think I've, I think I've done it twice, but I probably used the, the Mimic on the second. I also used the Mimic on Melania. Like, screw that. So one of the things that I still wanted to tackle, this one is actually particularly important to me because I even made a, a short about it with uh, Fighting Cowboy. Uh, the whole thing about the amount of visual stuff in the game where I said mm. that it was not particularly clear to me uh, you know, sometimes I'll, I won't be able to distinguish enemies because there's so much detail on screen and I can't see, almost can't see some enemies coming. Yeah. And it was very interesting that I actually heard you complain about the same thing because I thought it was more of a me thing. Like you're considerably younger than me. Yes. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time describing it, but, but I've, I've heard several people now say, say something similar. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but I feel like it's muddy. Like, I feel like uh, things, things blend together. I can't see properly. I can't differentiate between walls and floors. A lot of the time, uh, I get lost specifically because, because of, because uh, of it, uh, I, I assume that there's like enemies around me instead of know that they're around me. So, uh, so it's like, I can hear them kind of, but it's like, all right, he's somewhere over there in that direction. Let me deal with these first and then I'll go and I'll turn around and I'll really try and look. So the, um, the, the thing for me. And this is like, look, I had a lot of technical problems with the game because I have an AMD GPU and I was actually daily talking to, um, to actually someone who I later came to find out is like the head of the studio because, uh, I was in the, the discord. And so I would say, oh man, I'm having all of these crashes. And at some point he messaged me and he said, Hey, just send me like the, the logs so that I can give a look at it. And so I was daily sending him, like, every time it would crash, like, midway through a stream, I'd be like, well, here I have to go harass this dude again, <laughs> sending him the, the crash log of what just happened. And I would, I would like, timestamp the stream to, to show him when it happened. And then, you know, I, I believe that the game has improved a lot, in part because I've been reporting so much of all these crashes, right? But I, I, mm -hmm. the game crashed a lot on my system is what I'm getting at. And if you go to, like, my streams, you can probably tally up throughout... I don't know, I did 11 streams, I think, and I must have crashed the game somewhere near 30 times. Oh, wow. Give or take. Yeah, yeah, it was It was really brutal. Um, and so I would be constantly fiddling with the graphics options. And one of the things that I noticed at one point was like, okay, so wait a minute, I went from ultra to high, and the game actually looks better to me. Hmm. It looks cleaner because it has less particle effects. So one of the things that I think, and I could be wrong, I don't know, people have told me that they completely disagree with me on this, 
But I think that there were a lot of people who were, you know, fiddling with Unreal Engine 5, and they would probably come up with like, oh, look at this really cool particle effect. Let's put that in the game. Then somebody else, oh, look at this other one. Yeah, let's put that one in too. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of times there's just too many particle effects and you don't need them. <laughs> I, I don't know if it, it almost feels like they needed somebody to rein them back in and be like, hey, you know, we don't need to have blue trails coming up, coming off the lantern, blue trails coming off of every single enemy on screen, enemy, blue, yeah, blue trails coming off of the character's eyes, blue <laughs> trails coming off of, I don't know, whenever somebody shoots a spell is like, bro, it's too much. And then on top of it, whenever you're in umbral, it's like there's ash falling in the screen. Yeah. And so yeah. I've played both the PC version and the PS5 version because my friend's playing on PS5. So, you know, on PS5, it gets even worse. If you're playing on performance, you will straight up have trailing in the visuals where whenever it does dynamic resolution because the game uses dynamic resolution to try to keep a frame rate. And you'll straight up have trails of particle effects and it just like, it doesn't look good is what I'm getting at. I, I really wish they had used less particle effects because sometimes less is more and they're really pushing too much on the screen at any given time. There's even particle effects for the, um, you know, sword buffs. You buff your sword, the little trails oh, yeah. of, <laughs> for the but, sword buffs. Oh yeah, like that's that's the other thing. I can actually get um, on, on PS5 in certain zones because my aura, my healing aura, which I, I've made a build that basically lets me keep the healing aura up at all times and my mana still regenerates through that mm -hmm. because I just put chunks of mana regeneration into that character. It's like completely focused around mana regeneration. And so I put up my, my aura and it makes me believe that maybe the developers didn't think about something, somebody doing something like that because I can get to a point where enemy animations are actually like stop motion. <laughs> I'm not, you know how when, how stuff renders sometimes when it's really yeah. far away to prevent stuff, you get that, but the enemy's right <laughs> next to you. <laughs> and it's really weird because especially if you're trying to parry, like I'm playing the game with a light shield. It's like, you can't parry nothing. <laughs> the enemy, <laughs> you can barely see the enemy animations. It's weird. So, you know, that, that's another one of those things. I, I just feel like the game didn't need that level of detail and it doesn't necessarily make it look better than some other games just because it has more particle effects. We have old man eyes. We can't, we can't, we can't but be... But you're much younger than me. Aren't you like... No, well, stylized graphics. That's, that's it for me. No more of this, <laughs> no more of this high fidelity. No more, I, too many pixels on the screen. I don't like all these pixels. <laughs> yeah, it's old man eyes, but yeah, I don't know. But uh, another thing that I thought was really cool, and you also mentioned this, is some of the stuff that they did with spell casting. I think mm. spellcasting needs to be like the new standard. For new standard. Games. New standard. And the range too. It's not just the spellcasting. Yeah, casting, the, the also range the is amazing. I was, I was impressed with the way that they did range because I never use throwables in Souls games. I don't. Because yep. then I have to go buy more. And then it's yep. like, you know, I have to keep track because then this, this vendor has the fire bombs. The other vendor has the poison bombs. And the other vendor, God knows where, has the other things that I like to use. So I'm like, I'm not yeah. using any of it. I don't care. And in this game, I've used so much. It's part of your build. I've it's used part of your build. It's, a, it's an essential part of it. Yeah. It, 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 even, even throwables that would not benefit from my stats, I was like, no, I'm going to poison you, and now I'm going to bleed yes. you, and now I'm <laughs> yeah. going to you know, 
set you on fire because I can <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> and, and every, like most of the vendors that, that sell stuff, they'll also sell you ammunition. So you can just buy more ammunition if you want to use throwables more. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good. And it, and it's one of those things where you don't have to worry about, Oh, I found th- this really rare thing that I can throw that deals a ton of damage. I got to be careful when I use like, no, just use it. And if you die, you'll get it again and it's fine and yeah. use it again. And it's great. Yeah. I think that uh, that stuff was really good. And the, the spell yeah. casting, the fact that you can just have five spells ready instead of having to cycle through them using, I can't D-pad. tell you how tired I am of cycling through spells. In, in, yeah. I, I just uh, don't Souls use games. spells in large part because, because of that, of that. Yeah. because of that. Yeah. Because of that reason, <laughs> because I do like, uh, I usually don't like, typical magic builds so because i I was never a fan of the almost harry potter like animations you get with them waving the wands like ah soul arrow soul arrow i was like "Eh." (laughs) but lightning spear lightning spear is badass because he actually reaches back he's like throwing a javelin but it's a lightning spear like that feels good so i would do faith builds all the time but i would use like one or two spells and that's it i'm not using more than that it's too much trouble (laughs) it's it's even it's annoying even in pvp because like you like uh, i'll be in a situation and i need a certain spell i knew if i if i could just cast this spell i would win and it's in my heart bar but it's like five spells away like so i've got i gotta tap that sucker five times before i can get that spell out yeah uh, and then by the time i do it the moment's gone it's passed i can't it's not working yeah it's it's, it's really good to the point where like i said my first build was a, a strength faith hybrid and my next two builds were purely spell casting builds mostly Mm-hmm. And it felt good because you have all these spells available to you and it's not really that much of a hassle to just cast them. And they also have um, several ways for you to recover. Uh, like even those lobby mobs, they can drop mana clusters and ammunition pouches and whatnot for you to recover stuff midway through a level so that you can keep progressing and still using spells, which just mm-hmm. feels good. So I'm I'm hoping that people learn from that. I also liked the wither uh, mechanic. In, in it, pretty much, it's interesting, both Lives of P and Lords of the Fallen had very similar uh, parry systems and block systems. So, you know, Bloodborne had the rally, and the way the rally worked, you take a hit, you can get some of it back if, you, if you're if you aggressive in, in a short time frame. Mm-hmm. Both both these two games, like Independent, say, say, no, screw that. That's not That's not the right way to do it. If you block, you keep some of that health, and you can get some of that back uh by attacking that seems to be a better system and they both agreed to that uh and they both had the perfect parry working exactly basically exactly the same way yeah the only difference is yeah um i thought those were just good ideas it worked well in both of those games i i'm pro that like more studios should take note maybe even from software should take note if they ever make more secondary like a a cool thing about the 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 system in um and Lords of the Fallen is that you can parry with anything. It's like mm-hmm. a dual wielding, you can parry. Two-handing, mm-hmm. you can parry. You know, sword and board, you can parry, which is good. I even like that you can Okay, so you you the block amount for the for for the swords, especially the bigger swords, is about comparable to what your shield does. You know, the medium tier shields that you get early, the the biggest swords have about the same amount of of damage reduction. Uh and I'm like, "Oh, that's genius." That's great. That's uh, I've always wanted uh, Souls games to do that. Uh, and this, the shield doesn't block 100%. So there's a risk-reward thing. You can't just block everything anymore because 
in Elden Ring and in Dark Souls, you can get a 100% physical reduction shield pretty easily in any of those games. And if you, and a lot of people just spend all their time hiding behind it. Now, take away the shields. No, no more shields for people. You have you get 50% max. So yeah. I like that. See, the the thing is, uh, they also did something which I'm still not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but there's a, a very specific item that allows you to completely break the game and you don't have mm. to block and you don't have to parry. And that's what I was doing in my first build. And it was pretty disgusting. What so was there's it? A, there's an eyeball that you can put into your uh, lantern that says, whenever you're charging an attack. I saw that. You can't be interrupted. <laughs> you can't be interrupted. I looked at you doing that. That's what I, was, I was going to mention that when I was talking about the strength build. That was what I was leading up to. I, I would say I would see your ass in the in the capital looking area, like just attacking these really strong looking enemies, just like fully charged attack. You take like fifty percent wither damage, but it doesn't matter. You get it all back as soon as the attack lands. And I'm just like this bastard. <laughs> it's so disgusting, dude. It's and it's again, it's it's one of those things, right? Where sh should the developers intervene in that situation and rein it back, or is this just a real? Because it's a really fun way to play the game, but it's also really broken. Like I'll admit it. Uh, for instance, uh, once I once once I got that, and my build started coming online. I was mm -hmm. not challenged at all. Mm -hmm. From that point forward in the game, there was no challenge. There were bosses that that like I killed in two hits because it I also it. I also did the game in a strange way because this is one of those games that they don't tell you the exact sequence that you're supposed to go in. Right. And so I ended up going to much higher level areas. And being a stubborn idiot like I am, I was like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> so I would just... This is normal. Yeah, I would keep progressing through the area, like getting completely obliterated by everything and running through some things and whatnot and then going back. But, you know, and then eventually when I went back to the, the areas that I should have been to, I would just go up to the boss and just like, bonk, bonk, deleted, bonk, bonk, next boss. It's like there were bosses that didn't even feel like boss. Even the, the, la the, the boss before the last boss, because the last boss was kind of weird. But the boss before the last boss, I just straight up stood in the middle of all of his attacks and like charge my hammer and then bonk and just kill him. <laughs> and even if they send me back to Umbral, I was like, ah, that's the one attack I can't stand in. Everything else is fine. Now I, now I know. Now I know. <laughs> so I just wouldn't stand on the attack that killed me and then I would keep going. And it's, it's great. But uh, yeah, that was the, the strength build and the withered health system. But but I do think that there's a, a lot of potential for the withered health because like you said, it allows you to plan more strategically as opposed to having to react. Mm, as opposed to just mm -hmm. like, oh no, I got hit. I need to attack right now. It allows you to like pick and choose when you can attack back. As a matter of fact, before I watched your video, I didn't even know that you could just keep blocking forever. I assumed yep. that once you had full wither and they hit you in your shield, you'd die. But so then I was looking at your video, and I was like, wait, what? You can do that? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Which is especially useful for, like, those guys that are often in the distance hurling spells at you. Mm -hmm. Which was another complaint that a lot of people had. They're like, there's too many of these sniper dudes. But the oh, thing man. is, if you use throwables, you can yeah. get them before they even see you. Yeah. You know what I what I found interesting? The crossbowmen, uh, anything with Dude, a crossbow. those guys were the worst! So hard. They like, were the because worst. That, 
It was like realistic crossbow speed uh, that, yeah. that, that shoot you with at a realistic crossbow ranges at realistic crossbow damage. Like that's the kind of damage you would be taking if you took one of those. Uh, and I was I, like, damn, that's I a kept, lot of realism. I kept telling people, listen, these crossbow dudes, they're serial killers. <laughs> they don't even hesitate. They'll, they'll charge their crossbow with all the calm in the world. And then they're aim at you and you're <laughs> coming at them with a big hammer. They don't care. They'll still shoot you. <laughs> They're like, I will die, and my friend back there will shoot you again, and you will die afterwards. They're dedicated to the cause. <laughs> They're ready to put you down. But yeah, that was that was some really fun stuff. How'd you feel about the um the Umbral Realm though? Look, I, I like it conceptually. I don't necessarily like how it looks all the time. Uh but but I like the idea of it. I like the idea of like a layered world and you need to cross into the umbral to, to navigate uh, some secret areas or or even the right way to go. It was cool. And then, you you know, you come back to the regular world uh, in a different spot. I just... Uh, it just, it kind of looked the same. Uh, yeah, I just kind of didn't like the way it looked. That was my, that was my only crit critique. Because I love the umbral realm. I thought the umbral realm was friggin' genius. I had a blast uh, with that stuff. Because you're constantly looking around with a lantern saying, oh, is there anything that I can find in here? Mm -hmm. uh, even mm -hmm. though they, they give you subtle hints when there's obvious stuff that you need to interact with, there's still some things that are hidden in there and there's still things that people are going to miss. So it gives you kind of like a reason to keep exploring and keep trying to figure out. And I just love the puzzle, the puzzle elements of it where you'd be like doing these platforming things and whatnot. And whenever you're in there, you're kind of being pressured because there's mobs constantly spawning and then the red boy comes in. So yeah. there's there's a lot of really good ideas there, I felt, and that was one of my favorite things about the game. And it's it was it's, it, it was creative. It was innovative. Yeah. I, I liked I liked the concept. It reminded me a lot of uh Soul Reaver, which, you know, I also really like that game. So yeah. But uh we're never getting us we're never getting a finish to Soul Reaver. <laughs> we're never gonna get a what? We're never going to uh, have a, an end to Soul Reaver. Why? Why? What do you mean? I'm confused. Because it, it never it never finished. The Soul Reaver games, oh, right, they never right, ended. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time, okay? <laughs> In my defense, it's been a long time. <laughs> well, I played that relatively recently, like the last two years. and oh, okay. uh, Because people people were saying, oh, it's amazing, such a good game, uh, such good dialogue. Did you like it? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Uh, I'm just sad that they're never going to finish it. Yeah, it's never going to happen. But uh, yeah, at, at least one of the things that I can say for Lords of the Fallen is developers are definitely patching the game all the time. So hopefully they'll get it to a point where, you know, it feels a little bit better. Because I also feel that uh, past like 50% of the game, they need to make bosses harder, like significantly harder, like actually get to a point where I have to respect the, at least in my first playthrough. Like if I'm a new game plus, then sure, let me disrespect mechanics and do whatever I want. Yeah. I yeah. am disrespecting mechanics in new game. In I, new game. I just don't care. I'll eat the attacks and it doesn't matter. It, which in a way is a really cool power fantasy. In another way, it's also like, well, this boss is a chump. It was actually harder to get here than to kill yes. him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and look, I'm all for the power fantasy, but I want to earn the power fantasy. You know, I want to have my build like come together and then I'm like, okay, now I'm having an easier time with bosses. Yeah. But but in, in, I'm playing a Souls game. You know, I'm playing a Souls-like. Uh, I didn't come here to, to immediately feel like I'm I'm not struggling with these bosses. If you want me to like your boss, you gotta you have you have to let, have him kill me a few times. Um, 
what was the the other thing i kind of lost my train of thought anyway does doesn't matter it, it was still about the the boss fights and whatnot but because yeah you can just kind of like disrespect them and whatnot but i also wanted to to talk a little bit more about lies of p so you've been playing lies of p and mm -hmm. you finished the game by now or no yes yes okay so i'm assuming you liked lies of p more than lords of the fallen oh yeah i think that i think that's the best souls like uh because I, I don't I don't typically like Souls likes. That's that's one of the reasons I didn't want to get into this uh, yeah. uh, review thing. Didn't even want to play Lies of P. Um, but I, I really thought that this okay this finally this is now this is a, a Souls like I can get behind. I like the story. I like the uh, the atmosphere. I like the the <laughs> I even like the bosses like just like tearing me up for two hours. It was fun. I don't, I don't know. Lies of P was much more of a love hate relationship for me. It's like there were moments where there were some highs in the game where I was like, this is great. I'm having a lot of fun. And then there were other moments where it's just like, this is some bullshit. I hate this. I hate this game. This game sucks. Like there was a lot of, there was a lot of back and forth <clears throat> because if, if in the case of Lords of the Fallen, it would actually be harder to get to the bosses than to kill them. In the case mm -hmm. of Lies of P, I would actually have more fun getting to the bosses than doing the bosses themselves in a lot of situations. Right because well you played it on release right you played it on but the I've, hardest I've versions continued, i've continued playing it afterwards i platinum the game okay like i've played the crap out of lies of p like nobody can tell me that i didn't play the crap out of lies of p and uh the thing about the thing about lies of p is initially when when i made my first impressions video or whatever maybe even my review i was saying i wish the parry window was a little bit uh was a little bit more forgiving because the penalty for missing a parry is brutal. And I know that you're meant to like, you know, oh, you missed the parry window, now you got to eat the block. But a lot yeah. of times, eating the block is also incredibly punishing. So Especially if it's a fury attack. Yeah, you can't even eat the block at that point unless yeah. you have like yeah. specific, um, what are they called again? The specific things that you would put on? Crap, I forget. Uh, was, no, it's Hamulus. The organ... No, no, it's oh, amulets. Oh. So there were certain Amulet? amulets that would just let you, amulets, charms, whatever they called them in that game, there were certain ones, or maybe even a ring, that would just let you block fury attacks or and also dodge fury attacks. There were a bunch of mm. those. But, uh, you know, I just felt like those mechanics were so punishing. And then the biggest problem, because right now, now that I've played many more hours of the game, I actually don't think that adjusting the parry window is what they need to do. What they need to do is to make it so that the attack doesn't land as fast as it does. And when I say this, I want to make sure that people understand I'm not telling the developers to do this. I don't want them to make the game any easier. <laughs> I don't want them to change anything. I didn't even want them to nerf the, boss, the, the boss's health. The only thing I wanted initially was like the parry window widened. And now I don't even know if I want that. I'm just saying that what it feels like to me and I'm not well, asking for changes, the... okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm making that perfectly clear because people, they're always like, they're changing this because all the casuals. And it's like, I never ask for people to make games easier because whenever anybody tells me that Souls needs an easy difficulty, I like to be able to come back and tell, no, screw you. Play my game at my difficulty or screw you. So I don't right. go into somebody else's game and tell them, make it easier. So I don't want the game to be made easier. But what I feel is that because all of the bosses suffer from Margaret Derangement Syndrome, so they hold right. their attacks for 10 years, 
and then the attack comes down. The timing between the frame where the attack starts coming down and the attack actually landing on you is so fast that I believe somebody made a video and said that the average human reaction speed can't react that fast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm a 41 yeah. year old man. So maybe my reflexes just aren't what they used to be. And I can't parry that fast. But basically that's uh, one of the things that made the game extremely hard. What I, what I've noticed with, um, the, the boss's delayed attacks and just the, just the tempo of fights in, in it is that I think, I think I, and maybe, maybe a lot of people have gotten used to from software timings. And from I think that they're just, tempo? yeah, yeah. The from software tempo. Like, I think that there's, there's, uh, either Miyazaki himself or, or whoever's in charge of how the attacks have are designed in souls games has been in charge for a while for several souls games now because i can intuit how those attacks are going to work really well like now from from playing so many souls games but when i play a souls like i often have to get used to whatever philosophy that that's that's guiding the hand of these these developers uh because the attacks work differently but i've noticed that once once i got past the initial phase of like just getting my ass handed to me by the bishop by the watchman uh, when I beat the game, I went back and I started a new playthrough just to, just to, you know, a fresh playthrough. It, it wasn't New Game Plus, it was just fresh from the beginning. And I didn't remember how the scrap, uh, Watchmen's attacks went. Like, I, it, it had been a while at that point. I, I wasn't, mem it wasn't memorized exactly, mm -hmm. but I could kind of intuit how the attacks were coming at that point. Because I had been, I had gotten used to how this developer did it in comparison to how, uh, From Software does it. So I could, there were some attacks that I was able to, to do fairly well. The, the Watchman was one of them. The Bishop had like this sequence where I could perfectly parry all of it. Uh, and there were like a couple of more bosses that I could kind of get in the zone. But when I'm talking like a couple of bosses, I mean a couple of bosses. Most of them were always a struggle. So I mm -hmm. started coming up with other ways to, to compensate for it. I would dodge much more, which is terrible. Because, you know, you can dodge as much as you want. They'll still catch you. A lot of times, I would actually just start running in the opposite direction. I wouldn't even try to dodge. I was, I'm just going to run. I'm just going to run away, like, really far away from you. <laughs> yeah. And just be yeah. super far. And then you can do whatever bullshit you're going to be doing all the way over there in that edge of the arena. And if you come close enough, I'll run away in the opposite direction again until you're done with whatever it is you're doing. With whatever bullshit you're doing. <laughs> yeah, and then you know I'll the go there. uh final attack thing that he does where he's charging up his thing. Like I, I struggled with the archbishop. I was like two to oh, three hours. I, on that I will still die to that thing. My strategy is kill him before he gets there. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> when, when he does that stupid attack, uh, like I see him charging up my instincts, like run away. It's like, Oh, he's doing but the stupid get attack. You with that. Yeah. It, it, so I was like, I'm going to go so far away. There's no way. And then it like the beam doesn't travel slowly. It's just like oh, no. beam, <laughs> explosion. <laughs> it's, it's like, I thought I had it that time. And I was, I was really frustrated at that point. I almost stopped. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. There, there's some of them, but the, the thing was, uh, by the time that I finished the game, I thought that, you know what? I feel like in normal game after the, the nerfs that they've done, I think it's, I think it's fine. I think it's perfect. Mm -hmm. But in mm -hmm. new game plus, Oof. I went all the way up to New Game Plus 3 because I messed up one of the quests. So I had to redo a quest because, like I said, I was going for the Platinum Trophy. And because mm -hmm. I messed it up, I had to go all the way up to the second encounter with the... What are they called? The, the Brotherhood? I had to go all the way up to the second Brotherhood encounter to fix whatever it is that I messed up. 
And when I had to fight the nameless doll in New Game Plus 2, <laughs> I was like, nah, screw this. The hell with this. <laughs> this you're insane. You're, there's just something you think wrong the, with you. Do you think Liza P is harder than, than say, Sekiro? Like A million Ishinashida. times harder. E even Ishin. Because I've heard some some yes. people not, which, not agree. Okay. Which one of them? Seven Swords or the other one? Uh, Saint. Sword Saint. Sword Saint. Yeah. Wasn't it Seven Sword Saint? I forget. Whatever. The, the Sword Saint. Uh, to me, the other one's harder. Okay. The other Ishina is harder than, than Sword Saint. The, the fire one? Yeah. That one is way harder to me for some really? reason. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't... I never was able to get into the tempo of that fight, whereas Sword Saint, I would like parry everything. It's fine. No problem. But the other one, I was like, "Whoa, I can't, I can't deal with this pattern of attacks for some reason." <laughs> so I never got that one down all the way. But uh, yeah, I would, I would one hundred percent say that Lies of P is harder, and, and it's interesting. Yeah, because I I've, think so too. I've had so several <laughs> people, and the interesting thing was because I said this after having played the game before it was nerfed, and people have come to my video to comment after the game received a bunch of nerfs, and they were like. What do you mean Sekiro is harder? No way. And I, <laughs> and I would think, and I was, will still say that I think even nerfed Lies of P is significantly harder than Sekiro. I think that That's most people think. don't remember how hard Sekiro was. Because the thing is, when it, comes to, when it comes to Sekiro, there's a lot of stuff that you can do to deal with the difficulty of bosses. And when it comes to Lies of P, there's not that much until I found the one combination that broke the game, which I don't know if it's been patched or not. But yeah, there's a combination that straight up breaks. Is it the shield? The shield. Is it the shield? shield? Yeah, yeah, the shield. The shield's yeah, I strong. Broke, <laughs> I broke. Dude, it felt so good to kill the nameless doll with the shield. I was like, yep, yep, don't <laughs> care. Yep, I don't care. You're going to die. It's that simple. I made I made a build uh, for Lies B that I called the Dragoon build. I never really made a video on it, but it was really cool. So you use the, the Sword Saint Spear because here's another thing that um, Lies of P has, which is... It has crit on some weapons. Yeah. Which is weird because once you look at those weapons, like, why would I ever even consider using anything else? These weapons have crit. They just deal <laughs> way more damage than the other ones. Like, what's the point? <laughs> but, you know, so I'm using the, the sword, the sword saint spear with the shield, and it's just disgusting, right? On, on Nameless Puppet. But before that, I was using it with the puppet string. And puppet string is so much fun. It was, that's why I called it the Dragoon build, because you'd be constantly jumping up in the air and then coming back down with the spear to, to hit them. It felt so powerful. It was really cool. I did that for a decent chunk of time. But yeah, then when it came to finishing New Game Plus 3, I was just like, yep, shield and spear all the way, kill everything. I don't even want to have to think about anything. I'm just killing these things and getting my platinum and I'm done. <laughs> I also got a bunch of comments similar similar to you talking about how oh Lightspeed's not that hard like you know Dark Souls three was harder Dark Souls three <laughs> was harder uh, you know you had way I struggled way more on on Sekiro and stuff like that and I'm like fine it's the ones that 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 say that it's easy no it's totally easy skill issue no <laughs> no no it's not easy no. Two, one or two things is happening when people when this, when people say that. Number one, they're they're either bragging, they're bragging. Fine, whatever. Okay, yeah. you, you, good good for you. So you're either bragging or you completely don't understand what it's like to be an average player. You don't have, you don't know what average people how how much average people struggle uh, on even Souls games, even Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two and Dark Souls Three. 
um, which is significantly easier than this. Uh, so, so I think that I think that happens a lot. People don't can't conceptualize eyes outside their own. They don't have a good uh, metric for for the difficulty that people have. That I also think yeah. that a lot of people nowadays they have this tendency to just watch, like oh. So get overpowered early on. They watch like a video to get get yeah. overpowered, and they yeah. don't understand uh, at this point what it's like to play a game blind from the beginning. Which is the way that I like to play these games. I don't. Last thing I'm gonna do is look up a guide on how to be overpowered. I don't even make guides on how to be overpowered early on in the game. Even after I figured out how you can become broken OP, I'll make a guide mm -hmm. explaining you how to play the game so that you can go and figure it out on your own just mostly explaining maybe mechanics that people don't understand like the prince and lords of the fallen the the dual attack most people probably never even did it which is the l1 r2 attack i don't know if you know about that but that gives you access to a brand new attack that most people don't even use in the game because nobody knows it exists uh but you know that's the type of stuff that i think is important for people to be aware uh how to break your character and become super overpowered i think that's something that you do after your first playthrough and then you're like, okay, now let's look up how to become overpowered. The problem is that a lot of people nowadays, and this is not really a problem, you know, because, you know, it's your game. Play it however you want. They go in and they watch a video how to become broken OP at the very beginning of the game. They jump into the game, start destroying everything, no problem. Yeah. And then yeah. they think that that's the experience for everyone, which is not. A lot of us it's like not. to experience it blind and like to explore it blind, have that sense of discovery, which is much more fulfilling. And for those of us, yeah, Lies of P is hard. <clears throat> I don't think people should play however they want. They should play how I tell them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very well. I, I'm kind of joking. But like... But only kind I of. Have, I, I only kind of, because I, I do have a little problem with it, because then they'll come, like you said, they'll come to comments. Like when I when I made a video about Market in my initial Elden Ring coverage, um, and I talked about how he's kind of a wall. He's difficult. He's there to teach you a few I, I lessons. I love that I was video, by the way. I, I really like that coverage that you were doing. Uh, mm -hmm. at that time, because I thought it was, it was really cool to analyze it from like, oh, this is how you're going to learn how to do this. This is how you're going to learn how to do that. It's, it's the type of stuff that I don't really think about doing, but I thought it was cool content. It, it was, it was trying to gauge what it would be like from a blind perspective. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 you're a character, you're, you're just going in and you're trying to figure things out. It's a design philosophy video, really. Um, and people are like, lol, Margit is easy. You just get the rotten dog from Caleb, get the rotten dog Ash summons. You come into Caleb, oh, he's yeah. so easy. Yeah, just go uh, to Caleb. Yeah. I mean, you know, just go to Caleb. I'm just like, I'm just like, no, that's, that's not what I'm talking about, first of all. And second of all, you can't come in here and talk about how easy the boss is when you go and you found the most overpowered bullshit you can get your hands on. And then, okay, now it's easy. Okay, fine. Now it's easy, but that's not what, that's not what I'm talking yeah, but that's, about. But that's the thing. There's a lot of people that have forgotten that sense of joy of discovery and they just don't experience it anymore. And they, mm -hmm. some of them, it, it, it is, I do agree with you on some aspect when you say people don't even know what they want because some people yeah. just don't ever experience that sense. Like I was telling you, at this point in Lords of the Fall and me and my friend were, were going all out and we're just looking stuff up, right? But we did probably two playthroughs worth, each of us, just discovering things organically until we got to the point where it's like, okay, we can't find anything else. We, we're not going to be able to find anything else. Now let's go look up the stuff that we missed. And that was much more fulfilling than just knowing where things are from the beginning. And I know that there's going to be people that are going to say something like, well, I don't have time for that. Well, if you don't have time for that, you, you, you're just going to look everything up. You know, if that's the way you want to enjoy the game, fine. 
I would argue that's not as fun, but you know, each person makes their fun. So I just don't understand what people mean when they say I don't have time for that. You've made time to, to play, play the a game. video game. Yeah. So, so, okay. Let's say you have a smaller, smallish amount of time to play each day, two hours, three hours tops, you know, let's you, say one hour. Hours, okay. One hour. All right. So you have one hour to spend and you get to market and you kind of get stuck on him. Uh, so you look something up to go fi find an easier way to deal with him. Why not instead just like spend the hour and just wander around limb? Cause, cause like I said in that video, it, it pays to like explore in limb grave. Yep. You find Margaret's shackle, you find a bunch of stuff that, that will make that, that fight easier. Um, you upgrade your weapon. Like, why do you need to beat him in an hour? Like, why is that a necessity that, that, that it happens? Like yeah. it, it's not, it's not spend your hour doing something and, and then when you get back to it, it'll be, it'll still be there. Um, it's, it's like, it's almost like they have this mentality that they have to beat it at a comparable time as everybody else. If, if somebody else is in Godric, they got to be with Godric. You know, if somebody else is in Lyurnia right now. Oh, they got to get to Renala. They, they're running out of time. What do you mean? <laughs> I had, I had a, time. The, the friend of mine that actually introduced me to Demon Souls. I think he felt like that because I lapped him in Demon Souls and mm -hmm. I, you know, he, he stopped showing as much interest in Souls games because I just became much better at them than he was because I would just play them more as well, right? Because I was also creating content and doing all of these things. So I would have more time to play them. So it's not really fair. But at the same time, I noticed that he started losing interest because I would be ahead of him in the games. And so he would lose interest. I think that a lot of people have that type of mentality where, oh, mm. this person's already finished the game, so it doesn't matter for me anymore. You know? I, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I have friends that I'll play games with, but I purposely make sure I don't get too good at them because yeah. I want to play. So like ping pong, you know, uh, my, my friends and I enjoy ping pong sometimes. Um, I know I could get way better at ping pong. I could look at videos. I could get some books. I'm really into ping pong. Uh, but right now we're in a good spot where we're kind of even uh, at ping pong. And if I get any if better, you crush I know them, it's not yeah, they'll, be fun. they'll yeah. lose. All, yeah, they'll lose all interest. We won't play together anymore. So so to preserve that, like I won't get any better at tennis. I won't get any better at ping pong. I won't yeah, get any I'm, better at Smash I'm not, Brothers. I'm not going <laughs> to not get better at. I mean, to begin with, I don't even think I'm that good at Souls games. Like people, people like to call me a Souls veteran. And I'm just like, that kind of sets an expectation. The way that I always paint myself <laughs> is more like, listen. If I can beat this, anybody can you, beat this. You can beat this, yeah. yeah that's, that's the way that people got to look at it. When they see me beat something in a game, it's like, ah, Furukan can do it. Anybody can do it. Like, what the hell? Friggin' old man over there. He doesn't know what he's doing. You know, Miyazaki beats all the bosses. Like, he, 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 if he can't personally beat the bosses, they don't, they don't ship. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's the, there's, there's something similar in Final Fantasy XIV, too. Yoshi P does all the savage raids. And he parses high, too. Uh, that sounds... Wait, uh, from what I know about MMOs, like, those are not easy, right? Like, those are really oh, hard. Oh, no! <laughs> those are <laughs> like, very those are, hard. <laughs> like, that's way harder than what I'm talking about. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, no. Melania's one thing. A savage raid set. Like, I, I, I've seen how raids can, can get, even though I don't play MMOs. I can, I can talk to you more about that. But um, get, just getting back to, to Lies of P really quick... One of the things that we didn't talk about that I also think is very important is, um, and this is a topic that you also bring up in whenever you talk about some of your souls likes, because you feel like 
a lot of the Souls likes don't really deliver that much in terms of a story. Mm. So I would agree that, for instance, I don't think the story of Lords of the Fallen is particularly interesting. As someone who's done at this point two endings of the game, I don't think it's super interesting. And even the the story of the different characters, some of them are a little bit more interesting, like maybe the story of Pieta is a little bit more interesting there and what happens with her. And, you know, there's one or two maybe other NPCs that are also a little bit more interesting. But even then, I don't I didn't think that the story was, you know, super amazing. I play these games more about the gameplay and the overall experience than anything else. But in the case of Lies of P, I actually thought that the story was really good. Right? Yeah. Okay, so that's not just me. No, no, that, I, I mentioned that in, in, my, in my review because, okay, so, so it's not even that I think that, that Souls-likes have a bad story. I do think that, but they also hide their story the way from software does. You know, they make it obscure yeah. and they want you to read item descriptions and, and it's generally not worthwhile because what they're, what they're trying to reveal to me is just not, it's not worth it. I don't care. Like, like if you're going to have a bad story, at least make it obvious. Um, Eliza P does like both things at once. First of all, they do tell a coherent story, even if you don't read anything, even yeah. if you don't look anything up, you know what's going on. It's like Sekiro. They take the Sekiro approach. It's more obvious than, than is usual for, for that kind of game. And then also there's like a lot of, a lot of neat little things that you can look, you can read items. You can, you can, there's a lot of notes, you can find stuff. And there's, there's metaphorical symbolism. Like it has a lot of alchemy references. It has a lot of Gnost, uh, Gnostic references in the game. Uh, so if you wanted to dig deep in there and look into the metaphors, you could, if you wanted to, but the, just the base story is also solid and the way it's told is solid. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. I, th I, th I was very impressed with the way that they told the story and, it made me very interested to see the their next game. Because here's the thing. Lies of P got me to actually... I, I didn't read a book. I know that everybody was like, oh, you should read the original Pinocchio book. It's like, look, I would love to. I actually don't have time. If I want to keep up with <laughs> content creation, raising two children, and still trying to have some kind of like mental stability, this I'm stretched too thin to read Pinocchio's book. But I will watch a video about it. So I watched mm -hmm. the video about the original Pinocchio story, and I was like, damn! This is really messed up. <laughs> this is some messed up stuff. What the hell, dude? <laughs> it's not like Disney told it. I'll tell you that right now. Like, what the hell? Do you uh, read audiobooks? Uh, no. No, not really. So, but but so, here's, uh, what here's, here's the thing, though. But I will watch podcast. Like, for instance, the, if we weren't doing this podcast, I would have, by now, I would have uh, listened to the entire discussion that you had with Zyostorm. Mm. That's that's my jam. Like listening to long form content, I love that. Put that in the background while I'm working on something else. Love yeah. that. Do that all the yeah. time. Yeah, I think that's that's optimal for people that like uh the only the uh so like even when I'm just playing video games, like if I if I'm playing Monster Hunter uh yeah. and I'm grinding for materials, Perfect. I don't need my full brain for that. Yeah. I need like twenty percent of my brain for that. Like I can put a I can put a an audiobook, a podcast, uh well, an audiobook. I usually uh, usually what it is so i think if you if you ever wanted to like read a book you should you should get audible and try an audio book and uh and just do do that it'll <laughs> We're work not sponsored damn it <laughs> i wish i was i, need, I wish i, need I was an audible sponsorship <laughs> for this podcast. we're not even sponsored people are going to call us shills now <laughs> why is everybody a shill you, you know what uh makes me more upset than like i i don't mind stuff like that but there's one thing that i really don't like it's when people use the word disingenuous uh, yeah, like they'll 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 say because disingenuous means you're lying. That means you're not telling the truth. I, that, you're, that you're being dishonest, and it's like they don't know that or 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 
or the, the, the word has become too common. Because it's like, you're calling me a liar. Like, there's no evidence that I'm lying. It, it, it upsets it, me more than it should when people bring that stuff up. It really does. Is, I guess it's the same for you. Yeah, no, I get, I get really angry about it because it's, it's like, isn't it possible I'm just, I'm just a moron? <laughs> like, maybe, like, even if I'm wrong, maybe I'm just a dumb person and, and I'm, I'm saying a wrong opinion. Why do I have to be disingenuous? Yeah, Why does it, that have to be your go-to uh, response? It, it pisses me off whenever whenever people accuse me of lying because i hate lying i can't stand it like i i I think it's something the way that i was brought up because my my parents always like scolded me giga hard whenever i was caught in any teeny tiny white lie they would scold the crap out of me so because of that i've grown up very much apprehensive of lies which is also why i'm super hesitant to take any sponsorships whatsoever i mm. i you know I'll, I'll get like 50 sponsorship offers and stuff like that and i was like nope don't want to do it. unless it's like say for instance if somebody wanted to sponsor me to, to talk about something that i use on a daily basis that'd be one thing but you know something that i actually like using like say the, the microphone that i'm using i love this microphone it's amazing it's sennheiser hand mic digital whatever sennheiser wanted to sponsor me and i'd be like yeah sure i'll take that even the headphones that i'm using they're sennheiser as well I like that brand. All of the audio stuff that I have is usually Sennheiser. So that I would take, no problem. But like something that I don't use, something that I don't like, I'm never going to do that. So it bothers me when people criticize me, accusing me of doing that <laughs> when it's just something that I happen to like and I'm not even getting paid for it. Like I could yeah. have bought a house by now on Ray Chatter Legends money. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, see, it's, it, <laughs> and it bothers me because I could have, if you're going to call yeah. me this, I might as well have a house. Yeah. If I'm going to, if I'm going to be <laughs> accused of, of, of it, I might as well do it as well. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I might I'm as well do the, it and get a house. I'm getting there. All, <laughs> I've also gotten a bunch of, uh, I also don't, uh, do sponsorship deals usually or ever. Uh, but it's not like I have a moral compunction yeah, against it. I, it. It's not, it's not that I, I, I would consider doing like a Raid Shadow Legend sponsorship, but every time I've like gone over to their email to reply to them, like I felt icky. <laughs> and, and not, it's not like I think I'm a good person. Like I don't I don't think I'm a good person, but then I'm I'll not, go to the email and then I'll I won't do it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, like the idea the idea of doing it like grosses me out. It's like my fans know that I don't like Raid Shadow Legends. They know yeah. I'm lying. If but I the, if I if I, <laughs> go ahead. The, the thing to me is that it doesn't bother me like if somebody else does it because it's like look. People got to pay the bills. I know yeah. what this is like. I know exactly what this is like. And who knows? Maybe one day I'll have to pay the bills too, but I'll need to be in freaking dire straits to take that money. But <laughs> it, it, it's like, I understand and I'm not against people doing it. But again, what bothers me is people still calling me out on stuff that's not true and them just accusing me of doing shady shit when I'm like, bro, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even take this money that I could have taken and yeah. now I still have to listen to this. God damn it. I can't stand it, dude. Pisses me right Awful. off. Awful. Yeah. So, um, overall, you would prefer Lies of P. I think I would prefer Lords of the Fallen, but the biggest problem is uh, I still can't recommend Lies of the Fallen. That's the part that... that did I say Lies of the Lies Fallen? Lies of the Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recommend Lords of the Fallen yet, and that really hurts me because, you know, I like the game a lot, 
but I, I can't because look, there's performance issues on PS5, there's performance issues on PC, there's technical issues on PC, and they still haven't gotten those uh, under control. I mean, they're working on it. Maybe at one point in the future, I will be able to, but right now, it's a very hard recommendation. Lies of P is a lot easier if people like it, but Lies of P, I also don't know if I can recommend it because I have a love-hate relationship with that game. <laughs> <laughs> you, on the other hand, I'm assuming like Lies of P, easy recommendation? Easy recommendation, yeah. Yeah, okay. But uh, now I wanted to talk to you about another game, and here's, the, here's an interesting thing. So... Today's podcast is mostly around three games. We're about to come into the third one, which is Remnant 2. Which one of these three games do you think I would recommend to you the hardest? Remnant 2. Yeah. Which one yeah. of these three games do you think I didn't get a code for? <laughs> was it Remnant 2? It was Remnant 2. I never got a code for. <laughs> and I asked. I asked for a code. I never got one. So it's a funny thing, right? Because like that's the game that I've been shouting from the rooftops. Like, listen, more people need to play Remnant 2. Remnant 2 is amazing. You guys need to play it. And I didn't even get a code for that, which is interesting because people constantly tell me, well, you're, you're being influenced because you got a code for the game. So clearly it's like, no. And I had technical problems with Remnant 2 when it came out as well. Because when it came out, it was actually in a worse state than it is right now. Like you couldn't do co-op with friends when it came out. You could only do co-op with randoms. For instance, like one of the few problems that the game had. The only game in recent memory that I got a code for that I reviewed, I gave a negative review, and that's Starfield. <laughs> that's that's. Uh... <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and I, if anything, I should have I should have been harsher on Starfield than I was in my video. I, I regret it not not going. Uh... Damn. Microsoft <laughs> didn't get their money out of you. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Remnant 2. So you've been playing it. Have you finished it by now or no? No, no. I'm still, okay. I'm still in the earlier stages. I'm still, I'm, I'm playing. So you started I on, playing it recently. Yeah. A couple, a week ago, something like that. Why did uh, you start playing it? Because after I played Lies of P, I was like, maybe these souls likes aren't all bad. <laughs> like, uh, maybe, <laughs> now, I played a bunch of them in the past and I just, I have decided from my previous experience that I just didn't like them. But mm -hmm. Liza P came out and I was like, maybe they're, they just, they get it. And I had heard that Remnant 2 was a Souls-like. Some people are not going to agree because it's a shooter. Um, I'm going to keep calling it a Souls-like because a lot of people call it a Souls-like, just just for clarity's sake. It, it um, does. It, I mean, listen, I interviewed, I mean, did a, a podcast just like this one with the, was it a principal... I don't know. He's, I don't know his, his exact title, but it's uh, Ben Kirton. He's like the most, the one of the highest persons responsible for the gameplay of the game. Really cool dude. Had a fantastic conversation with him. And um, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Remnant 2. Yeah, I know it's Remnant Souls 2. Souls-like. Oh, Souls-like. Yeah, that's it. He specifically told me, yeah, it's super inspired by Dark Souls. Clearly, obviously. We got a dodge roll. Get the dodge roll. We got, got stamina. We got, we got a dodge roll. <laughs> no, but he said they, they were super inspired by, by Soul's design and, and stuff like that. So yeah, he himself confirmed it to me. So I, I started it and um, I'm having a lot of fun. Like I'm, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun playing it. Uh, I started solo. I got like as soon as I died to my first boss, I was like, I you know set up in the chair a little bit. It's like okay, <laughs> okay, let me see about this. And uh, uh, ever since it's just gotten better and better. I'm I'm at like my third world now. I got to Yarnum. You know, I'm in Yarnum oh, now. Oh, okay. So your third world was Yarnum because I don't know if you know those are random. The order in which you yeah. get them is random. Yeah. 
Yeah. It is um, so good, dude. I love it. It's sick. It's sick. I, I, I proselytize it to all my friends. I'm playing with all my friends now. And it's it, like I, I told you, like co-op is a big thing for me. So now it is. like be, I'm, I'm playing with all my my different friends on co-op. It's just having the time of my life. <laughs> and in that game, they actually do proper co-op scaling. It's not like the boss is going to be able to like, oh, there's two players now. I'm going to 100% be as hard as I was with just one player. It's not that. But... They compensate the bosses enough with the amount of HP and damage that they deal where it's not the complete bloat, but it yeah. still feels challenging enough where it's like, oh, somebody died. This is a problem now. Yeah, yeah. You have, okay, to, so you have to get that person back up and the boss is going to continuously punish you until you get them back up. I, I think that like the biggest difference between something like just a normal souls co-op in this is that normal souls co-op often feels just tacked on. So you have the boss and yeah. it's designed for one person and it, it's always been balanced for one person. And then you just kind of can tack on a second person on there and you just bloat the HP value. This is not like that. Uh, this was designed around with the idea that there would be multiple people, two or three people. And then you also can kind of do it solo if you want, yeah. it seems to me. Uh, and and the, the classes are designed to work together with each other. You can buff your allies. You can you can heal your allies. You can you can uh, you can put defensive auras to your allies. It's just it's just brilliant. Like this it's is the so most fun I've fun. had in a co-op setting like this in a while, in a long time, maybe oh, yeah. since um, Earth Defense Force, but nobody's going to know what that is. <laughs> I know what that is. Earth Defense Force is amazing. It's a great game. God damn it. I love that. I haven't played any of the recent entries, but I remember the first entry that I played in PS3. God damn, that was so good. The, You've not the, played five? I don't, I don't think I did. I don't, oh, you got to play You got to play it. Dude, you got to. I remember the console not even being able to process the game properly, and it just like, becomes a stuttering mess <laughs> as I'm trying, because I would always go for that, uh, what's it called, the the operator that can summon the vehicles, and I'd be running around yes. in freaking a helicopter, and the, yes. game, the, the console could barely handle that, and I'm just like in my helicopter at 10 frames a second, dropping missiles on top of ants. It's like so much fun. But anyway, back to Remnant 2. I yeah. just wanted you to know, I know what EDF is, okay? Yeah. I love EDF. It's amazing. Six is coming out, by the way. Coming to the West soon. Earth mm. Defense Force 6. Yeah, but th th that already came out in Japan, I would assume, right? Yes, yes. They need, to, they need to pull a Monster Hunter, dude. Just have, like, worldwide release. And that game will I be beloved. I think one day, everyone. people will, will have a Monster Hunter World moment where people realize, oh, this is an incredible series. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and it'll boost in popularity in the West one day, I believe. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, that right there is another game where you can tell, like with the amount of jank that game has, you can tell that the reason why I'm not bothered by the jank in Lords of the Fallen, I played EDF. <laughs> I played it's, EDF. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. a problem. <laughs> Once you see like the alien ships just tumbling around like pinballs, they have no yeah. idea what's going on. Like, it doesn't even matter. Anyway, back to Remnant 2, you were saying <sighs> something about uh, boss fights and whatnot. Right, right. So I got to Yarnum, and um, yeah. like that's that's what really just sold me on it. It's like, oh, I'm in fucking Yarnum. Like, yeah. just like not, not, not shamelessly. I'm like, I am so down for this. And so I'm like going from world to world, and like the main overarching story seems bland and not great. But the individual stories that they have in the in the levels is pretty interesting. Like like if if I'm by myself and I'm just wandering around and I'm reading the little books and and I'm listening to the dialogue, I'm pretty invested in what's happening in each each individual world because it's like these short short stories about whatever yeah. whatever happens to be there. It's very interesting. Um, and also, I'm a I'm trying to make melee work 
and I got I, I, my build is finally coming oh, together. I'm, I'm, I'm making no, it work. I'm yeah, making it work. No, no it's so, working. I, I run around you. at fifty percent health at all times. Did you, did you fight the bloat king yet? You're not gonna have a good time. I have not fought the fought the bloat king. I haven't I haven't found Lucky anything you. that I can't. I'm really good at dealing with ads, but there have been some bosses where I'm just like, I don't know about this. This isn't working out too good. Listen, I I brought up the bloat king and melee to Ben Kirtan, and Ben's like, listen. We're a shooter, okay? <laughs> Listen, our game's a third-person shooter. We have melee. We're a third-person shooter, though. <laughs> You're not going to be killing no bloat king with melee. It's not happening. I mean, here's the thing. You can. You, you know how there's some melee weapons that you can throw? I just found one, yeah. Okay, yep. so you can do that. However, it's still going to be harder than picking up a gun and shooting it. And just shooting it, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, look, the Bloat King is a boss when you find him. When you fight him. I'm, I'm not going to spoil the, the whole tactic for you, but just know he's, he's like somebody who's up on a ceiling. And you okay. can't get to him. There's no physical... Um, unless somehow they implement a jetpack in the game, you're not getting <laughs> up there, okay? Is there DLC coming for this yes. game? Is, 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 okay, so it's not out and it's coming. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. It's I'm not fine. exactly. I'm not exactly sure when it's coming or anything like that. Uh, I've already told Ben. Hey, listen. I'm. I'm down to talk whenever you want to talk. Cause he. He just has a ton of insight as to the way that they designed the game and you know the inspiration that they took and and he's and he's just like a dude. Like to give you an idea, right? So the person who does the gameplay for this game finished Baldur's Gate three before before I did. Finished mm. Armored Core six before I did. Finished Lords of the Fallen twice while I was still halfway through my playthrough, okay? That's, where, that's who we're talking about here, okay? This man plays games. And there's another game that he played through that I can't remember which one it was, but he plays a ton of these games. Oh, yeah, he played Lies of P as well. So, yeah. Are you there? I want, I want, I want melee on. I want to be able to hit the bloat king. I'm just saying, <laughs> I want my melee to hit the bloat king. I like it. Look, what, but look, look. What weapon uh, are you using for melee? Just out of curiosity. So I, I've gotten a bunch of different ones, but I have found that my strategy right now is I'm playing challenger. You know, I'm playing challenger. I've mm -hmm. got like a bunch of things that make me stronger if I'm at half health. So I'm just at half health at all times in this game, and uh, that is not a smart I'll, strategy. <laughs> it works for ads. It works for everything. Like yes. if there's any big monster that, that comes out in swarms, that's not a boss. I can out melee. I would just run up to him with the big, uh, the bruiser sword, the, the, the starting sword. Uh, Damn, you're and it's still got, using that. Well, it has the highest stagger that I found. So with, with the, with the way that I've got my character set up with all the buffs, I don't get staggered and I can just stagger all of the big hitters. Like anything that's large, it's got a lot of HP, whether it's melee or not, I can get right up on them and just swing and charge attacks, stagger them to death. And they won't they won't be able to do anything. And I won't take too much damage. I also have like shields. Since my health is always at half health, I can I, I cast shields on myself to to uh to keep myself topped off. It's good. So, so you're playing like Alchemist, right? That's the one that casts shields, I forget. Or is it the, yes. the medic? The yeah. Alchemist, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's my subclass. I'm, I've got Challenger, uh, an Alchemist, and my my relic. I got a different relic that that does shield instead of healing, since I'm always at health anyway. Okay, I'm gonna okay, die. Okay. I'm gonna die in a few hits anyway. So, uh, but like I've got high armor, uh, like eighty percent damage resistance to 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 things. So I I just run up to things and I do it, and I can dodge good. Uh, Let me tell you what that means in apocalyptic difficulty. Nothing, I'm sure. Nothing. <laughs> I'm sure it means nothing. <laughs>
but keep going for, for the moment i'm happy with what i'm doing uh, yeah, you yeah. know it's it's working out um but no it's it's, it's good the, it the just atmosphere makes me sad. the visuals it makes me sad that you haven't picked up any of the really cool melee weapons because you probably didn't get any of the like you didn't do the train event right you don't even know what i'm talking about train event no okay no, no. I'm, not, I'm not gonna give you any more details because if you did that event uh that drops a, a beefy hammer that you might enjoy i, I, I like that mm. hammer that hammer was cool but yeah, there's um there's a ton of diversity in that game. There's a ton of levels. And the cool thing is, I don't know if you know this, but each of the worlds that you go through has two storylines, not one, two. I, I've heard that. I haven't I haven't experienced and that they're, yet. And they're very different. Like you'll actually be given access to different zones and different bosses and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm impressed by how uh diverse the areas are. You know, in in the forest area, like it felt like one continuous path. Um, also, I, I have to mention, like the secrets are so crazy in this Dude, game. Dude, the puzzles! Like, yeah. there's there's a, there in the in the jungle. I forget which what's the name. Yesha, I think, is the the name of the jungle yes. place. Yeah. So in Yesha, there's this temple that I went to, which had this shadow puzzle on it. I don't know if you've gotten that one. You might have not, because the moment I, I said shadow puzzle, you would have know what it is. No, I didn't. But, so. I, I was on this shadow puzzle and, you know, it's one of those things that you can just go to Google, look it up real fast, no problem. I was in there literally for one hour. Like if you go to the stream, it's just the one hour of stream, <laughs> me pulling levers and trying to figure out what's the solution to this puzzle. And I loved it. I was like, this is amazing. It's, it, it gives you an old school feel to it where it's like, yeah, there's going to be puzzles. You don't like it? That's fine. Don't play our game. <laughs> like, I, I think, I think that, Ben I think Ben even said that because I was like oh how do you feel about some people that are not going to be able to you know do these puzzles he's like don't play our game it's perfect no it's beautiful <laughs> I love yeah, that exactly. attitude I was like yeah dude it's like, I agree because that do is do you remember do you remember when Elden Ring came out and people were complaining about how some stuff is, is obnoxiously hidden and how you have to look things up to really find everything first of all yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but 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 uh and then there were some developers that were coming out and it's like, oh, the UI, the user experience the isn't, isn't, yeah, yeah, isn't good. Uh, UX. It's, the quest design isn't good. It, yeah. And I've always been like, From Software is comfortable with letting you miss stuff. Like a, a good example is Volcano Manor. Yeah. If you, you, you could go to Volcano Manor and if you, if you, you could just miss that whole dungeon, you could miss an entire section that they made. Uh, which, and, which and I if, think I did on my first playthrough, actually. Right, right. Uh, and they don't, they don't care too bad. That's on you. Like you didn't want, you didn't find the dungeon. Okay. Move on. It's okay. And so like this whole, this whole puzzle thing, I, I really admire that attitude, uh, content for nobody, really content for, yeah. for, for, uh, for it's, there was this puzzle. All right. So I'm in the sewers and I see like something stuck in a pipe and I kill the thing stuck in the pipe. And then the water comes out of, of the thing stuck in the pipe. And, uh, oh, I know I'm looking beneath is. me, I'm looking beneath me. And it's just water going down there. And I'm like, well, I guess now that I've killed that thing, maybe the water level rises. I wait there, wait there about five minutes. Nothing's happening. Okay. Well, I guess that wasn't it. I leave. <laughs> like, I, not, not the area. Like, I, I get up and I leave. And I come back a, a long time later. <laughs> and yep. then when I come back, the water level is risen. <laughs> and now I, can now I can traverse the area. 12 hours later, in case you're curious. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Yes. I don't think I waited that long, but, but, um, 
Okay, but whatever. And there's another one that's even longer, I think. No, wait, is it 12 hours? Maybe that's that one's shorter. I don't know, but there's one that is 12 hours. That which is 12 might, hours. It might not be that one, but there's another one that's 12 hours. That The one that you were talking about might be like half an hour, two hours, something like that. But then there's another one that is 12 hours. There was a there was a and it's not puzzle. even it's not even twelve hours as in it timestamps the time on your computer. No, it's twelve hours of you playing the game. So you have to you have to actually be present. Yes. <laughs> there, there's a puzzle in there that it's like twelve hours of you playing the game, and then you go back and it's like, oh, what's this thing? <laughs> there was there was one that like uh, was like some water harp thing, and that that was like a normal puzzle to get to the end of the dungeon. Fine, whatever. Um, that was hard too. Anyway, like I didn't, I didn't get that at all at first. I don't remember water harp. Uh, in, in the forest area, Yosha, Yosha, the the forest area. Yeah. Uh, so th there was like a you have to make a bridge cross, and so you have to activate this water harp, and then you play the notes in a certain way, and then it it activates I the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And so, uh, me and my friend were playing together, and he's more musically inclined than I am. I, I have no musical ear at all. And so, like, uh, but I did notice as we're heading out to go cross the bridge after we're done with the puzzle, the guy that was playing music started playing a different song. And I'm like, hold up. He's playing a different song now, whereas he was playing the, He was the playing song. the song that you guys played. Yes. 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 And yes. now he's playing a different song. It's like, hey, why don't you fiddle around with that? You're good at music. And, and, uh, and try and replicate the song that he's doing right Wait, now. Wait, what? <laughs> And uh, and he's like, he does like, okay, he's good. So I go to the bathroom, I come back, I wait for him to do his thing. He figures it out, and it and it gave us a uh, a fusion rifle from Destiny. <laughs> gave us a fusion rifle from Destiny. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> it God was cool. Damn. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah, see, they, they think about that stuff. That's the impressive thing about Remnant. That's why it feels so old school. Like, again, very few uh, publishers would support a developer doing something mm -hmm. like that nowadays. Mm -hmm. Very few mm -hmm. of them because they'd be like, nobody's going to get that item. It's like, exactly. That's okay. That's the That's point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the few people the, that do the, will be coming. It'll be more valuable for insane. them. Yeah, it'll, exactly. Yes. That's yes. the cool part about it. Like when I solved the shadow puzzle, I was like, God, that was good. So yeah, that was, um, that was some cool stuff. But yeah, the, the puzzles that they do are amazing. The stories are good. And just the, the replayability that you have with it, because you can keep doing, you know, you can keep getting different, um, different areas and stuff. It just feels fantastic. Cause like I said, you've, you, once you finish that run that you're doing, you've seen yeah. about maybe, I don't know, 20% of the game or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Which is really good. And I'll be happy to look things up later, you know, but for my yeah, initial yeah, yeah. run, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to experience and figure things out. But even, I'm, I'm sure. Even yeah. the, the thing is, you're later, I wouldn't even, you know, go look up stuff on the second playthrough. I would probably still do the mm. second playthrough, experience some of that, and much, much later I would start looking stuff up. Because, the, I mean, look, there's one class unlock, you're never going to figure it out. Like, forget about it. It was made, it was literally made for data miners. They made of a course. class that people had to data mine, and once they data mined it, they, and it took them a while too. It took him a while to data mine that stuff, and that you know, it's it's like a special class called the Arc. It's not. It's not. It's not the ninja one, right? Because like my friend told me about a ninja one that, ninja? Uh, like, there's a there's a, a a dodge focused melee class. It's not necessarily melee, but there's a dodge focused class that's. Uh, I think it's makes called decoys. Invader or something. It might be the Invader. Uh, no, that it's not that one. It's another class. It's called Archon. 
Okay, that's what I want. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to unlock that, but I, I don't want to look what, at it. Archon? <laughs> no, Invader. Oh, okay, Invader. Uh, I don't even remember how to unlock Invader, but I know that that one's also a little bit tricky. But that one is good. <laughs> okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Because, like, for instance, Engineer... Engineer is a really weird one. You need to have finished the game and then have an item and then run around through one of the maps. Jesus. And it, it's really weird. It's really weird to get the engineer one. But, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm having fun having, having really enjoyable, a lot of build variety uh, from, from the classes and the subclasses and combining things together and playing with your friends and they choose a class that complements your class. And then you, you can have, you have all these rings with different effects and amulets with different effects and you can combine them all together to make something weird. Like, uh, like what I'm, what I'm doing. Like I, I never thought I'd be making such a weird build. He doesn't almost doesn't heal. Uh, it's just a lot of survivability, a lot of melee damage. Uh, it's, it's functioning, you know, we'll see how far it takes me. It's, um, it's it's a really cool thing about Remnant 2 is, you know how I have looter shooters, right? Or even, let's say, something like a Diablo. You know, you pick up a, a new piece of loot in Diablo, and, you know, I played Diablo 4 the whole way through. I played a little bit of the first season, and then I quit the game because I felt like they robbed me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you, you've seen that, right? The whole thing about uh, I've, the, the I've dark I've heard pattern. about Diablo. Yeah, yeah. anyway. But, uh, I, yeah. So, so the, the thing is, as I was playing Diablo, right, at the beginning, I'm, like, super excited, and then by the time I'm getting to the end of the game, I'm no longer excited to pick up loot because it's going to be, like, I don't know, maybe a 0.5% upgrade, potentially, uh, and you're just getting, like, these 0.5% upgrades, which is boring. And whereas yes. in Remnant, every time I picked up a new weapon, it might not be a weapon for me, but I'd be excited about picking up the new weapon because I'm like, okay, how does this weapon fire? What does this yeah. weapon do different? Yeah. And that is yeah. really cool. They managed to extend that for a decent chunk of time. Not as much, right, as, as you would want because you always want more. But like yeah. they still managed to extend that feeling for a decent enough chunk of time where like that's badass. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there at that moment right now in my, in my playthrough. Every ring I pick up, it's yep. like, okay, let me see what effect it does. Uh, because, because you know, it's interesting. Like, uh, yeah. even if I'm not going to use it right now, maybe I can think of a build for a different class that, that would work for that, for, with that ring. And then you pick up uh, mods to, to put into your weapons and yes. all of that stuff. And you can yep. you can upgrade those mods and do all kinds of crazy shenanigans with them. It's it's really good. Like, it was it was an interesting thing that one of the first boss weapons that I picked up was a weapon that I didn't even like. And then I went through a bunch of other weapons until my current build in the game, which I haven't played in a while, but my current build in the game uses that same weapon because I found a different way to use it with mods and rings and, and mm -hmm. you know, it, that made it really, really powerful. And I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so I'm constantly swapping back and forth, but it, it just feels good to find new loot in that game, which is something that doesn't always happen in a lot of games. I was, I was really waiting for you to say something <laughs> you're just like yep dead silence <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you after you said that like i was like uh, i was looking at my my computer screen i'm just like my ass is hovering over the the icon for remnant two. it's just like you know what i'm just i'm waiting for this podcast to end now it's like go. <laughs> to jump back into it yeah the, the game really is uh that good now i hope that more people play it like out of these three games that we've we've talked about today which one are you like which one did you like the most I can't say yet for Remnant because you know I'm still in the, I'm still in the early in the early phase, um, but 
if it continues to be as much fun as I as I'm having right now, then probably Remnant. You know, probably yeah. Remnant. Because uh, it has that strong co-op component, you know, and that, that matters a lot to me. Like I really like playing with others. And here's uh, an interesting thing that happened to me in, in, in Remnant as well was when I was, uh, you know, when we, when I finished like doing the exploration and stuff, I haven't seen all of the worlds and all of the bosses yet, but I wanted to jump into the higher difficulties because there's even stuff that you can get from doing uh, a no death run where you, you do a hardcore run, which you can do on the easiest difficulty. It's probably not that mm. hard, but mm. um, you know, there's stuff for doing that and there's stuff for doing um, the apocalyptic difficulty for completing that. So I started doing the apocalyptic difficulty and we went to uh, the, the first world that we got was that uh, the, the dying spaceship world, whatever, Narud. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine triggered a boss that I had never seen because you know how bosses have like two. Because not only you get different bosses as you play, but the bosses also have like different phases. I'm not sure if you know that. They Depend get different phases depending on what <laughs> depending on some of the stuff that you do well it's not different phases yeah actually yes some of the bosses will have straight up two different ways to fight it depending on the stuff that you do uh and you get two different fights for that same boss. right okay yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i did kind of figure that uh okay. in in i let myself get eaten in a rude and i got a ghost battle and then I'm, yeah, i hear yeah. that if i that if i hadn't he would have he would have had a physical form that i would it's, have had to fight yeah it's a different it's a different fight and so it was a boss that I hadn't fought before and a friend of mine triggered something which was like some override, which I didn't even know. It was just like, oh, we're going to do it like this. And that was apparently harder than the normal version of that boss. And it was pretty much every mechanic would just straight up one shot us. And so <laughs> one, one of my friends, like he had to go. And so it was, just, and it was the same friend that activated the, the harder version of the boss too. He's like, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> So it's just me and the other guy and we're sitting there and we're trying to figure out how to do this boss. And it was the really cool thing was that that's the moment where we started optimizing our builds to the nth degree for survivability. So it's like, okay, so I'm a be handler alchemist so that I can do so that I can get resurrected by my dog and I can resurrect you if I die. And then mm -hmm. he ended up going alchemist and medic. I don't think it was, I don't remember if it was medic or something else, but he was also alchemist. And so I had alchemist and I had the revive powder. He had alchemist and he had the, the powder that uh, gives you defense. I forget which one it is. And then he also had the medic for the heal. And, and basically the way that we beat this boss was we would keep dying and coming back to life. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we had cooldowns and stuff that we had to manage we can't die too often we have to manage how often we die to be able to beat him but it was really satisfying because after a while we started getting into the rhythm of it and all of the different mechanics the boss had and it just felt like a super hard two-player raid boss right was like this is fantastic but, <laughs> and, I, and I, I need to get back to that playthrough because i haven't finished the ad we did beat that boss and that's kind of like when i i think i had to move on to another game that that got released in in the meantime but god damn so many good memories of that game it was awesome yeah no i'm i'm i my favorite game this year has been armored core 6 that's my favorite yeah. game i'm sticking to my guns so far but you know this is really fun <laughs> and if it uh 
like I almost don't want to keep playing it because if I if I I, I don't want to tell people like my my in real life friends will like will will lunge at me if I say anything other than Armored Core Six, and uh, <laughs> you're scared. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> what what will the comments say? <laughs> like, listen, there's a reason why I said that I really wanted Remnant Two to be at least a nominee for Game of the Year. I don't think it's going to mm-hmm. happen, but I would love mm-hmm. to see it get nominated at least. But the thing is, I don't think enough people played it. And on top of it, they had a really rocky launch, which is, is something that really frustrates me. Really? Yeah. The, it's, the, pretty, it's smooth now. Very smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's very smooth now, but on launch, it wasn't. Like, listen, you go watch, for instance, Cowboy's live stream, and stuff was so bad that he started playing the game on PlayStation, and then eventually he went back to PC. But, like, he had a ton of problems with it. Uh, on my end, it was mostly, like, one of the things that sucked was... Uh, a friend of mine bought the the special version because they did the whole three days early thing and whatnot. So my friend bought the special version to play with me because obviously content creator, I got to play same day and we weren't able to play together. <laughs> that sucked. Because <laughs> he bought like, because it was more expensive, right? It's like, <laughs> it's more expensive than the regular version. And he spent more money. I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, despite all of those problems, it's still such a, a good game that I just want more people to play that game. It's really it's Game of the Year contender. You'd, you'd like it if it got nominated. At least. I would love if it gets nominated, even if it does. Like, because to an extent, it almost is my Game of the Year. There's a couple of things that cause me to hesitate. But, you know, I, I, spoke, with, I spoke with this to, to Ben where I was like, I don't like the final boss of your game. I said, I told, I don't like it. I think that boss Damn. sucks. Damn. And he was like, well, that's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> that's, Good. That's, that was his feeling. I was like, look, there's a ton of people told us the exact opposite. They love it. And there's a ton of people that also told us they hate it. That's too yeah. bad. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> like, you're just like, hey, look, deal with it. So I, res- yeah. I respect it. No, that's good. That's yeah, a good I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's one of those things that, you know, they know what they want. And they did what they want. And, you know, you can either like it, not like it. But at the end of the day, it's like that. But I want to... I want to like that cube. Didn't really like that cube. That's that's the boss I didn't really enjoy that much. See, that's the thing. First time I fought the cube, I hated it. But that was also like... This is one of the problems of being a content creator. At least for me, it's definitely a problem. Wherein, you know, if I'm streaming a game for like seven hours, a lot of people think that you're streaming the game. And it's the same thing as if you're playing the game by yourself. It's no. not. It is no. very, very different when you're streaming a game and you're trying to be entertaining to an audience and trying to keep up with chat and doing all of these things and just playing a game by yourself for fun. And when I got to that boss, I was like, this boss is terrible. I hate <laughs> it. I can't stand this boss. I never want to see this boss again. But after, <laughs> after I beat the boss, I was like, you know, I don't think it was that bad. That was an all right boss. <laughs> it's a, I mean, no, I... The thing was, it was not after, immediately after I beat it. It was like hours after that live stream, maybe even days after that live stream. Thinking back to it, I was like, I don't think that was that bad. But it is a very tough fight. It definitely is a tough fight because they do that AOE bullshit that just goes through everything. Yeah, yeah. It's really annoying whenever, whenever the Q boss does that. But uh, yeah, that, there was that. And, but the other boss that really bothered me was just the final one. The final boss I thought was too much. I don't know if they patched it since then because I think they patched some stuff. Maybe they made it a little bit easier. But there's just too much. It's one of those bosses where I feel like there's too much on screen. You'll see. Yeah. Do you I still wanna... think, uh, what, what do you think is going to get the game of the year? 
I th- I still think it's Baldur's Gate three at Baldur's this point. Gate because I mean the yeah. only thing that released since our last conversation is Lords of the Fallen, and I don't think that's getting Game of the Year. Didn't uh, didn't Spider Man come out? Oh, Spider Man, right? Spider Man <laughs> is probably going to get nominated. I would imagine. Uh, I haven't. Played, I saw that you had a. I, I saw that you were streaming it. Much. Yeah, I haven't played too much of it. I played just a little bit. Um, because the thing about Spider Man is that. I don't think it's a good stream game for me specifically. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if maybe it works better for, for other people. Like I streamed it because like, oh, it's day one. I have access. I'm going to stream it, give my initial impressions on it, and it's whatever. Um, but the thing is, it's one of those games where characters don't shut up. So it doesn't yeah. give me any room to talk to the people in chat to tell them how I feel because every time I start talking they come up with one of those podcast pop-ups or (laughs) some random dialogue or something else it's one of those games where the characters just never shut up and and you'd have to ignore either your chat or the game I, I either ignore the game or I ignore the chat which is never one of the things that I like so I don't think that streaming that game works for me so I've been playing it on my own and I I think the game is fantastic I think the good thing about Spider-Man 2 is that it's a game that's very easy to get into a flow state. You know what a flow state is, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's very easy for you to get in the flow state. You're doing side quests, doing all of these things. You're just vibing with the game and having a good time. It's not a game that I particularly like streaming because of the, the stuff that we talked about. And it's the type of game where I feel like I have open world fatigue for those types of games. It has... You know, it has all of the open world stuff of like, oh, go here, do this activity, go there, do that activity. go. To... And I get very scatterbrained trying to do all of the things in those games when probably what they want you to do is, look, just focus on the story. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never played any of the Spider-Man games. Uh, I don't think I would like them. Uh, it doesn't look like my kind of thing. I, I just kind of, I've kind of burnt out on playstation studios games i think i think after god of play, war did you play god of war yeah i played god of war that's the one that burned the me the original out. one or the, the the ragnarok ragnarok uh it burned you so, out it doesn't even have that much if you like there was a specific part in it that i just like i'm never playing one of these playstation studio games again afterwards and it was the um Damn. it was the wall like it was the wall climbing with with uh with the uh, the sun and it, just climbing this wall is just like it's like so long and it's oh, just it's talking a and talking moment. yeah yeah and, and and another one with with the kid was the yak like you're on top of this yak and you're writing with the yak and you're talking to the girl and she's just it just i just couldn't stand it anymore like i i could i was so frustrated i was like i, I don't want to do this <laughs> i'm not interested in what's happening i i already get it like i get what the emotions are supposed to be conveying i just let, let it end i don't say I don't, I don't think that those games are kind of your style no, no. I, I think uh, I just I just gonna stay away from from those. I yeah, not for me. Yeah, it's um, it's again. It's I think they're they're great games. Like Ragnarok, I loved. I loved Ragnarok. I thought it was really good. Uh, I do think that if you put it on the highest difficulty, that game is a bit of a chore. Like I did mm-hmm. it. I beat everything, and I beat like the hardest thing the game had in the highest difficulty. And by the time I was done, I was like, I hate this boss. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't fun at all <laughs> but I, st- I still think they're really good games but I think they have a very specific audience and they don't necessarily always resonate with the same type of games that you and I kind of like but personally mm-hmm. I still like the Spider-Man games mostly because of that flow state 
Like you can really just get super immersed web sling throughout the city and it feels nice and everything flows together and all of that. But again, for live streaming, I, I find it almost impossible. <laughs> Do you have any live stream plan? What, like what's, is there anything left for this year? Cause like first for me, I'm exhausted. Like I, I don't want to play oh, yeah, anything I'm, else. I'm, I'm exhausted in terms of live streaming. I'm very much exhausted. Um, because it was the month of August, dude. Like, in in, in a way, yeah. I, I want to take things even easier just because I actually feel serious strain on my voice from live streaming as many hours as I did. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like I am exhausted. I There's a couple of games that I want to live stream, but those are games that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to live stream right now. So I don't know how I'm going to do it at this point. I don't have any like super hard plans on what I'm going to do next. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out as I go along. I want to check out that um, JRPG that's coming out for the Switch, the Star Ocean thing. It's not just on Star Switch. Ocean. I think it's coming for other platforms as well. It, it huh. looks kind of like Octopath Traveler. It's got like 2.5D type of uh, aesthetic. I feel like Star Ocean? One of the, yeah, Star Ocean. Hmm. Yeah, yeah they're I, doing I, one that's... Star Ocean second something R. I know what it is. But it looked cool. I want to check that one out. I've never played a Star Ocean game. But I don't know if I would stream that or not. I want to um I want to play some games, but they're uh I'm kind of like content burnout like uh it's it's not even that i made that many videos it's just that there were so many uh, i'm not used to it like i, I see yeah. your streams you're like six you're six hours a day yeah. kind of guy like you're 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 in there you're grinding i'm like uh that's exhausting <laughs> <It's tiring. laughs> because you're right you're right it's not the same playing by yourself as playing uh, on stream not. it's very and, different and especially if it's a game that i really want to like uh i have to play it by myself like if it you know, the chance that I don't like something is higher if I'm playing on stream, if I'm stressed from the... Uh... Yeah, I, I agree. Like, sometimes there is stuff like, like, like I was saying, like, sometimes you're playing a game and something goes wrong and you're like, I don't like this. <laughs> but the reality is you, you just don't like the situation that you're in right now right. because you're streaming. And it's, it's a strange thing to disconnect from sometimes. But uh, well, I think I think yeah. I have the perfect game for you to fill out the rest of your time, and you don't have to stream it. What is it? Community will hang me for this. You got to try out Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> oh my goodness! Did you play sixteen? You realize- by the way, I, f- I, f- I forget. Did you play sixteen or not? I didn't like it, but I didn't make any content on it. See, gonna, that's that's how it's that's how I'm it en- is. I'm ending this podcast right now. No. You didn't like sixteen. God damn. No, no, I, I, you didn't like the side quest, right? That's what I would assume. I don't know. I Ooh. I don't even. I just don't have strong feelings on it. At did, some point, I just did you finish uh, it though? No, I got okay. to. I got past Titan, and that's where I stopped. You didn't like the Titan fight? No, I liked all of the all of the uh, oh, okay. those fights. All of those fights were cool as shit. Like all those fights were really good. Um, I just thought I lost interest at some point after that. Interesting. I don't remember what happens after the Titan fight because my memory. see because it's not memorable. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like listen, I don't remember. I, I don't remember like what I had for lunch yesterday. My memory is just that bad, which is why when I when I asked you earlier in the podcast, uh, which Souls game that you start, I'm like 99% sure I asked you this before, but I just don't remember because I have really bad memory. I think you probably did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, that's the problem. I just forget stuff so easy. But like, um, 
So 14 is very different from 16, but uh, 14 is a huge slow burn, which I think it's perfect if you're just like in a, you want to just chill. Like you don't have to try too hard to play 14. You can just like chill, play it. Don't worry too much about it and just enjoy the story. And then when you get the heavens word, you realize, oh my God, this is like the best story ever. This is the best story ever. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> will tell me, a lot of people have told me that. Tons of people have told me about the story. So if I, if I do start an MMO, it's going to be 14. I will. And if, if I ever do start an MMO, 14 is going to be the MMO that I start just from the, yeah. just from the number of recommendations I've gotten from and it. Then, and then uh, you're going to play through Realm Reborn. You're going to be like, you guys suck. This game is terrible. I can't believe you guys would tell me to play this. <laughs> so I actually have started it, but things got in the way with 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 uh, you know with all the games that were coming out, and I needed to make content for it, yeah. so I stopped. But I started it, and uh, you know I was wondering, I was like, how do I play this? I never played an MMO, so I'm playing it like it's a normal game, and I start doing side quests, like all the side quests that, that are around in little don't. starting town. Stop. Stop. <laughs> and I'm right like, what's now. it? It's a normal RPG. I just got to do all these side quests. No, and then I realized no. at some point, it's like I'm like I'm like five hours deep of doing side quests. And, and I'm like, this nothing. just, it's like it never ends. Like there's just yeah. more. Every time I do a side quest, there's like more and more side quests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, can, I can show you uh, off the podcast if you want. I can, because there's like icons for the quests. And I yeah. can tell you which quests you should do. Because I think that Gaijin was trying to do the same thing and he was not enjoying himself. And, and yeah. here's the thing. I did the same thing. And in, yeah. in 2013, and I didn't like it. <laughs> so, so it's like, I feel like most people that jump into it and they're like, oh, I want to do all the side quests. Don't. Yeah. Just don't. It's a terrible Just idea. Don't. You won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's also important for you to figure out which class you want to play because that also plays like a big role in how much you'll enjoy. Like what class were you playing? I'm playing Lancer. Lancer. Okay. So you're going to be a Dragoon. Yes, I'm going to be a dragoon. It's also called the floor tank. We've had this. Now I'm remembering it. We had this exact same conversation before. <laughs> yeah, we have. We're just two old men like repeating yeah, we the don't, same conversation. We don't, we don't remember it, but it's okay because there's plenty of people that will watch this podcast for the first time and they won't know mm -hmm. that there's like two or three other ones that we've already done <laughs> together. So it's fine. No, but um, it's like I think the game is, I think the game is written in, in all reality, like, of all of the stories that I've ever experienced, this one's the best one for me. I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's the best; it's going to be the best one for everyone. But like Gaijin sure as hell seem seems to be of the same opinion as me. What so are you gonna that. do if I get sucked into Final Fantasy IV? It'll be your fault. I'm gonna direct my Discord I'm going at you. To, I am going <laughs> to leverage the fact that I've converted two content creators to try and get an exclusive interview with Yoshi P. <laughs> That's what I'm going to I'm going to keep converting people and spreading the good word of Final Fantasy 14 until I can get his attention. Like I told you, dude, there's three people in this industry that I want to interview. One of them I already interviewed twice, which was Miyazaki. I need yeah. to interview Yoshi P and Ryozu. I need to interview these two dudes. <laughs> no, the 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 reality is is like I just like 14 so much that I want to see more people enjoy it. And that's all there is. And I don't think you're going to get as sucked in as Gaijin. I don't think. Because knowing I, what I know about you, I don't think you're going to get as easily addicted to an MMO. I and get again, easily I addicted to things. No, I hang on. Now predict, I, <laughs> I didn't predict that Gaijin was going to get addicted to it either, to be honest. So maybe I'm just not now, a very good judge of character. <laughs> I think I do have an addictive... I, so I hate Destiny. 
but I played so much Destiny One. Okay, uh, so maybe much... you shouldn't play Final Fantasy. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, no. The raids you in hate, Destiny One. You hate the... played Destiny. <laughs> I hate played it. I, you know, I I I spend every day regretting not getting Destiny Two because I I I got Destiny Two came out a long time ago. But if I had played it and had become a content, I'd be a millionaire from how much hate videos I could make oh, of Destiny yeah. Two. Easy. Because like people love to hate Destiny Two, just like me. Oh, yeah. Like that's it's, you're not even you don't even care about the game if you don't hate on the game all the time, every second of every day. And uh, and uh, I, I I didn't play Destiny Two really, so uh, I I, I'm like I I would really make so much money complaining listen, about it. Listen, Destiny Two uh, did this thing where this is the thing that I always bring up when Destiny Two comes along. They did something where they were nerfing players' experience over time after they logged in. And so at what one point, so like, let's say you would play the game and at one hour, you were, when you start playing the game, everything that you kill gives you 100% of the XP that it should give you. And then after like an hour, it gives you 80% of the XP that it should give you. And then after like oh. three hours, it gives you like 20% of the XP that it should give you. I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like that. And nobody noticed initially. Nobody noticed it. So they just let that slide. And then eventually they make a special event where they increase the amount of XP that you would get. It was like a bonus XP weekend or something like that or whatever. And players started analyzing because like the thing about the XP is when you get the max level, every time you get the maximum, they would give you like a, a little thing that then rewards you cosmetics or whatever it is. I don't remember exactly the way that it worked. So some mm -hmm. players, instead of spending money on it, they would grind the XP. And when that weekend came along, you know, players actually started mathing out the most effective ways of earning EXP. And that's when yeah. they noticed, wait a minute, there's diminishing returns on EXP. And so they, you know, people talked about this and the, the Bungie team came out and said, no, that's no, we don't do that. That's a lie. <laughs> and players are like, excuse me? <laughs> And, and then they came back and they said, oh, actually, we do do that. Oops. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm never trusting oh, your company scummy. again. Oh, that's scummy. Oh, yeah, I, that's... Never I, I stopped. Play and here's the interesting thing about that, too. That actually benefited me. The way that I was playing Destiny 2, the fact that other players would get less experience. I mean, it didn't benefit me, but it meant that I was never as far behind as everybody else. Because I was right. just logging in, doing like my weeklies and then logging out. I would I would play maybe five hours of Destiny to a week and be completely caught up to everybody else because you couldn't out earn EXP or do anything else more than me. Yeah. yeah. So in a way, it actually was an advantage to me, but I just couldn't accept that they would do something so dirty. No, that's like, that's terribly and, scummy. And, and not only they did something terribly dirty, and you know when they were caught, they could be like, ah, yeah, we did do that. We'll fix it. No, they doubled down and lied they, they about lied. it. And yeah. I was like, oh, wait wow. a minute, what? You guys are crazy. I ne never again, dude. I was like, no, nothing that Bungie does, never again. I'm done with you guys forever. Screw that. I just don't understand like the things people will accept. Like for me, it's it's even more basic than that. What I tried to get into Destiny 2 several months ago, just just to just to see what it was like. Um, and so I find out all this stuff. Like, like here's what bothers me. Uh, so apparently the original campaign that that that's in that was the game launched with you had an original campaign original story thing all that content was removed like it and the first oh yeah yeah uh, it and the first big DLCs content was removed and I'm like wait a minute what if I paid for that DLC 
Like I paid for that DLC to play through the DLC. Now you're telling me I can't access that. Like the 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 entire like all that's just gone now. Uh, and they they leave some of the content there, but like the main story, the campaign, and so like. What is a guy like me supposed to do? Like, like coming into and trying to trying to figure, orient myself in the you current wanna... expansion that's going on. It's like I have no idea what the fuck is happening. I haven't played since Destiny One. I I'm so disoriented by all the bullshit that's happening and who's alive and who's not alive. I, I, was, hear I was just very upset. Another thing that I personally thought was dirty as fuck, but I mm. don't really remember anybody talking about it. So there was, was a it? raid, the very first raid they did in Destiny Two. <clears throat> I was really trying hardcore to get into into raiding in Destiny because I always heard that in Destiny 1, the raids were amazing and all that. So I was actually raid leading. So I would see the strategies that people were doing and I would try to get random viewers to join in with me. And then I would try mm -hmm. to raid lead them into actually doing the raid. And we did it. We finished the first raid. Uh, and one of the things that I noticed is that if you bought some special edition, I think it was like a deluxe edition or some nonsense... I don't remember if I got a code for that or not. I might have. But if you had the Deluxe Edition, they gave you an extra gun. Now, this gun was a laser gun, which worked kind of like, you know, those, those type of channeled weapons. So the more you channel it, the more damage it deals. Yeah. And the final boss of the raid had a phase, which was like the burst phase, wherein that weapon was literally the best weapon in the game to kill that boss with. And I was like, so wait a minute. People that didn't buy the, this deluxe edition didn't get this weapon, which coincidentally just happens to be the best weapon to kill the final raid, the final boss of the raid. Yeah. That is some shady shit. It's just pay like, to win at that yeah, point. That's just pay to win at it that was, point. It was. And you know, you could kill the boss without that weapon. Sure. But it was way easier if you had that weapon. Like if two or three players had that weapon, that boss was like way easier because <laughs> in the burn phase, you just have like a bunch of people bzzz, just laser in and it was pretty beast. But yeah, they did some shady stuff with that game, dude. But yeah, Final Fantasy 14 is great. You should try it out. <laughs> <laughs> Community's going to hate me. Dude. It's okay, guys. When the next monster comes out, they're all come back. It's, it's not a problem. Don't worry about it. It's true. It's true. It is. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. We're all waiting for the next Monster Hunter with bated breath. Come on, let's go. Next Monster Hunter. Let's uh, do it. I think I think that we're going to get news like uh, at the, the anniversary. I don't even know if we'll get the Game Awards or not. We'll see. We'll see I'm hoping so, but I, I, I'm not expecting it. I, I'm expecting um, Elden Ring DLC news at the at the Game Awards. And if we get that, yeah. I'll be happy. I don't, I don't care about anything else right now. I'm tired. <laughs> There, there's a couple of more games that I'm interested in, but those are mostly coming next year. Like a big one for me is Project Relink. I've been following that game for so goddamn long. Better be good. What's What's Project Relink? Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that one? I. Is it because there's a blonde girl that uses a shield? Is that why? You're... No, 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 no. It was because I remember Inter you liked Tales of Arise for that reason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, the, dude, the, 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 the <laughs> shield lady was great, dude. Yeah. Like, she was awesome. But uh, no, it, it's not because of that. It was actually because Platinum Games was involved. But then Platinum Games got, oh. they left the project. <laughs> but I, I'm still like, you know what? I still think it's going to be good. So we'll see. We'll see how that pens out. But anyways, uh, 
we could keep talking for hours. I think we should wrap things up. Otherwise, it's, it's probably a good it's idea. Just, it's just so easy to talk to you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you all very much for watching. If you guys enjoyed the conversation, do make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, bell notification icon, all that jazz. There'll be links to Ratatoskr's channel in the description below. What's your next project on your channel? I have no idea. Sleep. <laughs> Ratatoskr's going to sleep. He's going to go into hibernation. <laughs> sleep ASMR live stream. There you go. It is what it is. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one. Stay strong. Stay safe. Peace out.